Bubblers, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble. It's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today I'm back to my regularly scheduled bubble, and I'm happy to have back with me my second favorite pair of boobs. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's podcast crossover day with the gals from the podcast Bed, Wet, or Behead, Meg and Carla. Welcome back, boobs. Thank you. We feel very welcome. You should feel welcome. You're just going to make yourselves at home. This is welcome to this. We are today my streaming boobles because I just love that. It's so fun. Me too. So welcome back, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thanks um, for letting us bully you into talking about a show we're obsessed with. (laughs) Two shows. (laughs) Yes, two shows. So we were originally just doing The Cleaning Lady. Um, but of course, our flag means death has kind of taken over our lives and the lives of many, 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 many other people. So we thought we'd kind of throw that in as well. Because be so we need structure. <laughs> so we'll do the cleaning lady first, and we'll kind of go through all the ins and outs of that. And then we'll we'll probably just do some fan gushing of our flag because I haven't had a chance to do that uh really in person. Well. I haven't had a chance to do that. So I did watch it with my husband and he liked it, but he doesn't get as like geeky as I do about shit. So and my boobs and husbands. Damn I know husband. my husband's the same way. He's just like, this is fun. I'm like, no, you don't understand. You don't know. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. You like those guys like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, do you not want to sit here and look at fanfic with me? Is that what you're saying? I don't understand you. That's why I started watching it with my daughter because my 13 year old daughter, because she is the proper amount of enthusiastic, meaning mm-hmm. she won't leave me alone about it. I'm like, yes. Yeah, that's a good girl. That's a good As girl. it should be. Yeah. You're raising her right. I made her cover her eyes during the sketching scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me, you don't want to see that. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, so spoilers for Our Flag Means Dev and The Cleaning Lady today. Um, <laughs> we'll go ahead and get started with The Cleaning Lady. Um, it's like it's, it's airs on Fox and is available on Hulu, just the first season so far. And IMDb, IMDb synopsis is a whip smart Cambodian doctor comes to the U.S. for a medical treatment to save her son. But when the system fails and pushes her into hiding, she uses her cunning and intelligence, intelligence to fight back, breaking the law for all the right reasons. My little note is she buddies up with a ridiculously sexy arms dealer. There's an FBI agent I like to call Argent, Agent Fartface who keeps getting in the way, and they all get swept up in a game of inaccessible healthcare, some gangster shit, and the lives of an undocumented family. <laughs> Love it. You should be writing these these things for IMDb. <laughs> should create an account and just start changing all the things. Like, <laughs> yeah, the super hot arms dealer who's also arms dealer who's also just a li- like a little murdery. A, a tiny bit, murdery, but that's a, okay because he's so ridiculously sexy. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my god, he yeah. can murder all the people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, yeah. Okay. Maybe not. But like, not Tony. Yeah. Like that would be sad. No, no that would definitely suck. not Tony. And you know, obviously not Tony's family, but I mean, fuck Marco. So I mean, her husband. <laughs> Seriously, I was gonna be like, can we make an exception on that one? Is he really family? 
Right? He's just, oh, God. I don't like any of the men in this show except for Armand, sexy arms dealer, and uh, Chris, Fiona's son. I really liked yes. Chris. I thought he... And he's still a kid. He is still a kid. So he's allowed to have his temper tantrums. Yeah. (laughs) At first, because he's a child. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, not some like bratty teen, but he he wasn't. And I was like, yay, good. Good. I mean, he he had moments of brattiness, but they were totally understandable and still more mature than Marco. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That is correct. Ugh. Okay. Marco, let me take $20,000 and gamble it because it's a sure thing. Oh, he's just, I don't, yeah, we didn't need him. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I watched the show for the podcast. Um, I know, but you guys covered it for yours. You gave it the old bed, wet, or behead treatment. Twice. So, twice. Ooh. So was covering the show planned or did someone watch it and then <laughs> bully the other one into doing it? Well, that's I'm kind sorry. of our whole life. Fun, like just I just want to. My my laughter is the idea that we plan anything whatsoever right. for bedwed behead. It's literally no, just, like Thursday afternoon. We're like, hey, are we going to do this show? Like, oh, what do you want to talk about this week? But for this show, because when we started watching it, and I for, okay, so there's a dispute about who started bullying whom, but we will not recount that here no one bullied anybody we both i watched the premiere live oh but i'm telling you that you didn't but anyway (laughs) so we started watching it we both fell in love and we're just like you know oh it's too early to do this show and we're both like yeah okay we're being ridiculous so we waited until like the last episode air to record two episodes about the show because it's so good and we very purposely did not put Armand and Tony in the same episode yeah Um, we did men and women so yes (laughs) yes we did it that way to make our lives easier uh because we did not want to have to justify Armand's continued existence when faced with like you know Fiona and Tony because things wouldn't have gone so great for him I don't think So that's why we didn't do Eddie for the longest time from 911 because I'm like, I don't want to have to be like, this is, I don't want to try and like argue my point because I'm like, I know it's weak. I know. <laughs> but still, yeah. it would make Buck sad. <laughs> that was not all for I, long. That's all I would have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys bullied me into doing the show. No. <laughs> there was no bullying. It was a polite request in all caps. We're um. kind of it's we're kind of known for this. Bullying people into watching shows that they wind up like loving and resenting us for that love. <laughs> right. Because like I need any more shows to become obsessed with. So but it's it's gonna happen, I think. <laughs> watch damn near anything and become obsessed with it so it's the perks of having an entertainment podcast right i know yeah (laughs) so yeah so okay um we'll start with tony uh she is cleaning lady she's a doctor she's mom she's undocumented she loves her family her husband is an asshole i love this woman i love like almost I, i think i love like all the female characters in this show i was very that kind of first opening scene with with Tony and <laughs> Fiona throat punches the one ass, <laughs> which was awesome. I think we need yes. Fiona to punch, throat punch more people. Um, <coughs> Garrett, <clears throat> yeah, season two, 
fart face. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, Tony jumps in and like grabs a knife and does like one of those, I don't know, tracheotomy thingy knees that they did like on ER and all the hospital shows and stuff. And so at first I was like, what the fuck is she doing? And then she's a doctor, but she was so confident. I love her confidence. I love that even in like these intense, stressful life or death situations, she's able to maintain such kind of a very like cool level head and just like still she's fast thinking, which I think that's part of the doctor mom thing. But I loved her because she's, she's strong and she's una, unafraid in a lot of ways. She's still terrified. You know, she's scared for her son and, and scared for their, um, you know, status in the United States and everything. But she's, she's so just, do will do anything for her kid literally anything jumping yeah. in the trunk of a vehicle anything stay I married was, to marco anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> so how much do you guys love tony like oh a my god like a lot, lot. <laughs> like so much like this oh, is oh, like oh, carla's oh. gonna start talking i'm gonna go to the bathroom and i'll be back in 20 minutes and star carla <laughs> will still be talking oh, about god. it <laughs> I will try to contain myself to fewer <laughs> um, words than would take up 20 minutes. I will do my best. I make no promises. But, and Meg, you would never take 20 minutes in the bathroom. I don't know what you're talking about. You're like the quickest bathroom user I have ever met. It's like I, ridiculous. And I, and I'm, I'm concerned about strangers your... have commented on it. Like <laughs> how fast I pee. It's That's amazing. So I'm the fastest yeah. peer in the land. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. I don't know that that's supposed to be how it works, but anyway, I, so I power pee. You power <laughs> pee. <laughs> Look, your mom, you got things to do. You don't have time. Busy. 20 minute pee. It's just out and out. <laughs> but yeah, 20 me. minutes, 20 minutes. I'll be going to the bathroom, going to grab a snack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just hold up in there with my phone and be like, ah, nobody can get me now. Yeah. But that's just me. So, and maybe that, that might be Tony when, you know, when her son is not in, in absolute peril, but Tony, as she is right now, is so amazing because, yes, absolutely, she is calm, cool, and collected under such stressful and out-of-this-world circumstances. I mean, if my phone had gone off after I just heard somebody being shot and I was trying to hide, I don't know that I could have just been there and been like, oh, hi, everybody. Um, So here's what gets out blood. You want me to take care mm-hmm. of it? Because I can take care of it. <laughs> Oh, and these guys could, never heard of hydrogen peroxide. That's what I, I know. Like, I know. Yeah. Like they, they kill all the time, but you know, they're like, oh no, blood. blood How blood, are they blood, not in prison water? already? <laughs> yeah, boiling water. Everyone knows that heat sets the stain. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so she goes out there and she just saves the day and takes care of that. And the same thing with this guy who the reason that he got throat punched by Fiona is because he was sexually, sexually harassing Tony. Mm -hmm. And she was like, she, she stands up for herself because her being a chill person does not mean that she takes people's crap. She doesn't take anybody's crap. And she's very good at standing up for herself. And I think that that's something that I wish more more women felt like they had that kind of agency and that they they could just do that because Tony's a tiny woman. Mm-hmm. She's a tiny woman. We have seen no evidence that she can take down a guy, unlike Fiona, whom we know can <laughs> at least not with physical force. Yeah, 
Although I do want to say, I just wanted to, before we get too far, the guys not knowing how to get out blood. I was like, wow, talk about weaponized incompetence. We, I know, right? We would do it, but we would just do it wrong. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but so she, she's so competent and she's also very loving, you know, and, and her determination just knows no bounds because and this is something that we talked about on our podcast that, you know, just to become a doctor, a cardiothoracic surgeon as a woman is hard because like, just like any other profession uh, or most of the professions, it's, it's a, a guy's club and you have to kind of prove yourself as a woman, which is the most ridiculous thing. And she does it and she doesn't, I think like, like a lot of TV shows tend to make women like her hard and kind of unfeeling. But the, the great thing about this show, for one thing, is, you know, created by a woman. So that helps. And it shows her as somebody who has this like steel, um, I don't know, just like this this steel all inside her, but she's still like so soft and so loving the way that she is not just with Luca, which is understandable because one, he's her son two, he's five and adorable. Mm -hmm. And three, he's like kind of dying all the time, but also (laughs) he's a little bit on the verge of a little precious baby dying five-year-old. Yeah. How do you not love that? You want to hug him, but then you're like, I can't because he has no immune system. Yeah. But she's also like this with with Fiona and and with Gabby and just like with so many people. She's she's also, um, I think, even if it had been for all of the factors that kind of pushed her and Armand to work together in this way to save either um, her son or Armand at whatever point needed to be done. She would still have been somebody that he could feel comfortable opening up to because she's just she just has that kind of spirit where you just feel like oh i can just come and talk to you and it's cool okay i promise under under 20 minutes so this is where i'm gonna cut it off (laughs) i did my best okay jen i did my best you did great i'm so proud of you now i'm gonna go on for 25 just just to make up for it now i i love her i think she might be one of my favorite um this is one of my favorite new TV shows that we got this year. Um, it's an, it's an, this one does have season two coming, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I just, I love her. And, and to speak to what Carl was talking about, it's really, really hard to find women who are so strong willed and smart and get shit done. And also show that vulnerability. Like when she's crying that she couldn't get, like when her and Armand kissed for that first time, but she was crying beforehand about Luca, yeah. about her son and how she just wants him to be able to be normal. She just wants, and it's such a small thing, but it's for, for quote unquote normal people or people who aren't having health issues, but it's such a big deal for her to be like, I just want my kid to be able to play on the playground. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want my kid to be able to go to school and be around other children without this constant risk, constant risk. And you you see that vulnerability in her and it's something that seems to be, I don't understand why, but it seems to be almost impossible for television shows to get right. Like if you are a strong woman, then you're automatically got to be like a ball buster Mm -hmm. or you have to be like, turn off all of your feelings and emotions. Um, But Tony, 
has this ability to, it is pouring rain, by the way. So if you hear that, I can't stop the rain. (laughs) That's fine. If it's raining by you, then it's only a matter of time, I'm sure, for us. So only a matter of time. We had our tornado watch earlier. So hopefully that turns into a warning right when I hit record. (laughs) Hey, you're in the basement. You'll be fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Next to a window. window. Hey, it's still um, Midwest. I got to see that sucker come in. So we got to watch for it. <laughs> like, sorry, guys, I have to leave the recording. I got to go stand on my front porch to the watch the tornado. The I got to go stand outside go stand with my beer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dad. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. No, but she's so back to Tony. She's so good at compartmentalizing and. I think they do such a good job of showing like, yeah, she is brave, but she's brave because she is terrified Mm -hmm. like all the time. I think this woman is scared all the time and she's just been able to kind of live with it and, and make the best of it because living as an undocumented person in the United States, especially in these past few years has become much more I can't even like daunting. I'm not even sure of the word because it's an experience that I don't personally have, but I can empathize with the idea that I, just to be any, any minute, any minute you could just be shipped off for, away from everybody and everyone that, you know, separated from your children. Like that's horrifying. The idea like Gabby in the show, she's separated from her children and uh, And I think one of the things I loved about this show, too, is it shows how heartless the whole thing is Mm -hmm. and how disgusting that whole situation is. So just her living through that and then compounding it with her her son being sick and being unable to get the care that he needs because partially, well, no, because of their their status, because she can't get health insurance and benefits through her work. Mm -hmm. And this country's healthcare system is a joke. And then, of course, she witnesses a murder and then she's like, well, now I got to sit here and clean for the mob. That's cool. (laughs) But she has a really hot boss. Super hot boss. (laughs) Who's only a little murdery. (laughs) Only a little tiny bit. Just a little. Just a little. A a dash of murder. Just a dash. Um, I do. I do love those moments where she's totally hypocritical with Fee. Oh, I know. And, like Fee's talking about it. She's like, well, I can sell Molly and it's, it's like hardly any work because Molly sells itself. And I'm like, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody confused, Molly is ecstasy, ecstasy yeah. not a yes. person. <laughs> Yeah, we don't because- adv- we don't advocate <laughs> Molly doesn't sell herself. <laughs> We don't shame Molly for what she chooses to do with her body. Right, that's exactly. correct. That's Molly's <laughs> choice. There is no Molly shaming on this podcast. I'm just thinking about insecure Molly on Molly. So. <laughs> Molly on Molly was when I finally Molly started liking Molly. Molly. <laughs> loved Molly on Molly. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll have to talk about that show another time. <laughs> but... When Fee is like, yeah, I can make some extra money that she desperately needs for an immigration lawyer. Tony is just like, mm, 
Yeah. That's not that. That's illegal. And that's not like a good moral thing to do. As she literally just came back from cleaning up a murder scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sure, Tony, that's that's cool. But I, I like that. I like that she's not perfect because she's not a perfect person. Right. Um, she's just someone doing their best to survive in a really unforgiving and horrifying situation. Like she gets roped into having to work with the FBI. And then she's like, well, fuck this. And she tells Armand and that could have gone any, any which way, Mm -hmm. but Armand is like in love with her. So he's like, I'm going to try to not kill you. (laughs) Armand has such a boner for her that he's like, Oh, I'll help with the FBI. Like talking to the FBI, but come here, my darling, I will fix your child. And he's just like, he's like, child. I love that. He's like, don't ever ask me for a favor ever again. And literally 30 seconds later when she's crying, he's like, what can I do? How can I help you? Like, wow, you're such a simp. (laughs) I saw a tweet the other day because I was scrolling through now that once I got all caught up scrolling through the hashtag and I don't remember who it was, but they're like, I've never rooted so hard for adultery. In all my life. <laughs> right? I'm like, same. same. <laughs> like I kind of tired yes. of like that trope and everything, but I'm like, no, this is a, y'all get it. This pass. is justified. Okay. This, this is, is justified. Have you seen Armand? All right. I know. Um, have you seen all of them? Let's root for some poly. <laughs> representation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sure she sure that's what is in italia no, italia uh, i'm sure she'd be way down for a throuple oh, <laughs> nadia. nadia nadia yeah i always I, oh I yeah I was, I was gonna get a i always want to call her zelda for some reason <laughs> i always want to call her in italia and i don't i i, I mean at least it's I don't know where Zelda is. I'm closer. (laughs) You're much closer. I love Zelda because it is so far from Nadia. It is so. They both have a D and an A. Two letters in common and they have nothing alike. And I watch with closed captions. So I'm seeing Nadia (laughs) on screen with Nadia. And yet I'm like, Zelda's so hot. <laughs> I don't know. But also some halfway through this last week of in watching it, my brain decided there weren't 10 episodes, there were eight. So then I got a little by. <laughs> I, was like, I finished episode seven and I was like, wait, what? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, Zelda, eight episodes. It's fine. Yeah. And I and I think I think Zelda would be thrilled to like. <laughs> In the beginning of the show, I think she would have been like, yeah, this could be like a fun sit- mm-hmm. evening, a fun time. Zelnadia. Zelnadia was all about Tony. Like when Zelnadia. she first saw her, she was yeah. like making moves on her like, oh, hey. Yeah. And then who are you? And then I see like, I like the TikTok. Her, she, tells, she says to him. The TikTok video is like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she's just literally watching her husband fall in love with this. And he's just like, don't talk to her. You're not allowed to talk to her. She's my Tony. And Nadia's like, what the fuck? And then Nadia gets kind of everybody. And Nadia gets kind of classist and jealous. And then it makes yeah. me, that makes me sad. I was a sad. little disappointed in that because I did kind of like her initial reaction to to tony where she tells told armand she's like i like her 
give her whatever she wants. So I was like, well, like she good. wants me. Exactly. He's like, okay, happy wife. I'm happy just a big order. <laughs> Spoiler alert, so, that's the only reason Armand has been helping Tony is because Nadia <laughs> told him. Zeltalia told him to. <laughs> Zeltalia. Zeltalia. Like, if you didn't want me to give her everything she wanted you should have been more specific you should have been work related (laughs) give her anything business related that she wants and Armand's like well it's business time so (laughs) gonna give her that business D we find a way to work flight of the concords into as many conversations as I can (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I was, I was, I was sad. I was, I was bummed that Zatalia and and Tony <clears throat> weren't, they weren't, they didn't get along better. I just didn't like seeing two strong, powerful women, powerful yeah. in their own ways, kind of being pitted against each other in that sense. I mean, I totally get it. You know, Zatalia, like she still loves. It's hard to be besties when someone's trying to fuck your husband. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I do understand it from that perspective, but I'm just like, oh. I wanted them to be friends. <laughs> right. I want them to be friends or I want uh, Zelda to be so unlikable that <laughs> that I'm like, whatever. Because like, I can't, I, I feel bad because she clearly loves her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think that she 100% if he doesn't have the money and Carla and I talked about this, if he didn't have the money, she'd be like, all right, deuces. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang with Hayek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's was, a survivor, man. I yeah. thought for a while because there was like one line where she's like, you know, when Armand's like, "Oh, we could like take the money and run away from the after we after I close this arms deal behind Hayek's back," and she's like, "She's like, well, Hayek has eyes everywhere," and I'm like, "Like your eyes, like you?" I thought for sure. Like, I thought she was gonna sell him out. Yeah. So I was kind of happy that that didn't happen, but I'm also worried that that still could happen. So I think she's in as much trouble as Armand and anybody else because she is siphoning Hayek's money just like For the now. rest of them. <laughs> but what, For now, yeah. like, we'll see what season two brings. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I thought as soon as Hayek found out that Armand's aunt didn't actually die, I thought she would. No, <laughs> Zelda, goddamn, now that's all I can think of. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I thought she would have been like, um, yeah, great. But then she says, this is what kills me about her. Okay. She says that Armand's having an affair and Armand comes home and he's like, either I could tell him, no, I'm trying to steal your money and your guns. Or I can be like, yeah, I'm having an affair. So he says, yes. And then she gets mad at him for going along with her fucking plan. And technically he hasn't had an affair yet. It's just, well, it's an emotional affair. Yeah. They've, they've and a smooching affair. affair. Yeah. <laughs> a they've, smooching affair. They've necked. He, but he did do like the picker up and that's when you're like, oh, he's really tall and she's really tiny. And that was super hot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my they're, God. Like They're oh, dancing. Oh. Yes. And like how we just thrown all of all of Jen's careful structure out the window because we are incapable. We are incapable of following linear thought. Look, I knew if I wrote down the three kind of main characters, we would eventually cover kind of everyone that revolves around them. So you know, we if had you Tony, think about we had it, Fee. yeah, yeah. 
we, we we just we simply segued seamlessly into Armand. That's all that happened. That I want is I want Armand. So I just segued seamlessly into me. <laughs> oh my god! Jen and I are both trying to get the joke. <laughs> I couldn't realize we were both saying. I was like, "Oh lordy, be dirty." But you wanted to segue into Armand, and I want him to segue into me. It would be like. <laughs> A very weird chain. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Interesting intersection. So, yes, Armand, sexy, sexy arms dealer, kind of has, like, kind of a Mexican Scott Foley look to him. There's, I thought he resembled. He's got some similar features, certain angles, and a little bit of the profile. I was like... You and they're both like smoke him. shows. Yeah. So I was like, mm, I can get behind all of that. So... <laughs> All so that like, who can get behind me? <laughs> yeah, right. I will never be able to so, fight off Zelda. <laughs> so this is just the horny show. Welcome to my horny bubble. <laughs> Wouldn't it pop though? <laughs> That's my thorny bubble. <laughs> so yes, Armand. I mean, yeah, he's sexy. He's very sweet. He's got a soft spot for service workers, which for some reason, as sweet and as endearing as that is, it fucking cracks me up. (laughs) I don't know why. There was some line. Let's see if I actually wrote it down somewhere. But he was just like, he was like, he got really defensive about, um, Oh, it was when Lou Diamond Phillips, the original donor for <laughs> yeah. Luca, backed out, and uh, Tony's really upset about it. And Armand gets like super upset because now Tony's upset, and he's like, "Well, well, he can't do that. Oh, I just hate it when you know people in power take advantage of you know, like, the little guy or whatever." And I was like, "Dude, like, what?" Sir. <laughs> Excuse me a moment. Well, and this again was 10 seconds after he was like, don't ever ask me for help right. again. <laughs> and she's talks to the following diamond films and he goes and kidnaps him. <laughs> and she's then like, but and the thing is like because she knows who she's dealing with, or so she thinks when she's not like you know denying it to herself. She's like, do not hurt him. And he's like, he's alive. My favorite, my favorite though is like he shows it to her like he's a little kid being like, look what I did. And she's like, <laughs> why did you kidnap this man? And he's like, why are you mad? I don't understand. <laughs> like, like he's this hardened killer. Like we watch him walk through this warehouse and just literally calmly walk through and shoot somebody and then you turn around and he's like this little puppy he's like i don't understand why you're mad that i brought you this this like it's like like when a cat brings a murder present yes Yes. Yes. and he's just like i don't why are you mad isn't this what you wanted me to do and 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 you're correct Tony really should have known better. She should have. She needs to be so much. Everyone needs to be so much more specific with Armand. Right. <laughs> with Armando, like Zelda has to tell him only business related. <laughs> give her everything she wants. Tony has to be like, please don't kidnap people and bring them to me like murder present. <laughs> Oh God, I love him. But he, he's so he, precious. he tries in his own way. And he like 
I, I just, I don't understand how he went from, my dad didn't really want me to get into the, to this life. And in fact, was very adamant that I'm not getting into this life into being fully into this life. Like there doesn't seem to be like, we, we need, you know, how a 911 has those, you know, so-and-so begins episodes. Mm-hmm. We need an Armand begins episode where they detail what led him to work so closely with Hayek. Well, we because- saw a bit because he was in love with Hayek's daughter. Yeah, but even that doesn't really. This man is led by his dick. Have you oh, not that is paid a good any point. attention? No, no, you make a very yep. good point. And I have said this before, and I will say it again. His name is Armando. Why do we constantly go with Armando? Or rather, why does the show constantly go with Armando? Armando, I don't like that. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Armando, okay, like just the word Armando means. Um, they are assembling like somebody's assembling something like, Oh, we are Armando, a piece of furniture. So the name itself means to assemble something, but even that makes more sense than Arman. Like I mean, he, he could break me apart and put me back together. That's fine. Like, but Arman, <laughs> like it doesn't, I don't like it. I don't, it's Armando. It's Armando. Si te, te llamas Armando, que te digan Armando. No te pongas penoso por tu nombre. Te llamas Armando. Ten orgullo de Armando. But Arman, me suena horrible y no sé por qué eres así. No sé por qué. No sé por qué. Anyway. I love when she gets really worked up and she's just like, I can't do English. <laughs> El inglés no me sirve oh. para nada en este momento. All I could think was like, man, if I could have some like closed captioning right now to translate, that would be awesome. But fun fact, the closed captioning on Hulu did not translate the Spanish between uh, Armando and Zelda. But they would translate <laughs> damn near everything else. And every once in a while, yeah. they would translate some Spanish. But anything said But not between, consistently. Yeah. And I can, uh, uh, at least they said speaking Spanish and not just foreign language. So oh, I get yeah. a half a point for that. Well, right, because- part of me wonders, because I know Outlander did the same thing, like, in the beginning, where, because you're seeing it from Claire's point of view or whatever like that, for the most part, like, when they were speaking Gaelic, they did not put subtitles on there, but that was intentional because they don't want, like, we're not supposed to know what they're saying between each other. I'm like, well, that makes sense with Gaelic, but Spanish is the second most common <laughs> well, that and the between the two of them, if they're speaking between the two of them, and also what is the excuse then for, um, for Tony to be talking to, uh, to Luca in mm-hmm. Tagalog, but it doesn't get translated. Like we can't know. And neither does the Armenian. No. Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe you that's, should try. That's yeah. the fox coming out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to Armando. Yes. Yes, please. Armando. <laughs> Armando is like we said, he's hot. I don't think he's like particularly bright because he, there's some really like obvious things that he misses that the women in his life have to be like, hey, Armando, what if we did this instead? And he's like, whoa, that sounds so cool. Let's do that. Like when she's like, <laughs> when, like, hey, you know, the feds can track you in Mexico, right? He's like, oh man. Right, I, yeah. That. And then when, um, like a couple of times that in bed, Zelda is like, oh, blah, 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 high, blah, 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 stuff, noise. And he's like, whoa, my mind is blown. Like, you're going to have him. to put in the, in like the notes for this episode, Zelda equals <laughs> Zelda, Nadia. Natalia. Equals Natalia. We're all the same person. And that's Nadia. <laughs> Start calling her Zendaya at this point. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Zentalia Nadia. Okay, let's just like I'll smush it all together. But 
but he has a lot of heart. So mm-hmm. there's that. So he has a lot of heart and a lot of hotness. That's what that's what it comes down to. Heart and hotness. That is Arman, though. Yes. He is absolutely. a bit of a himbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Because, yeah, that was when he was like, oh, that's such a great idea about not tracking. I was like, are you new to this? How do you not? Fu- why? And then I was like, are you just being patronizing? Are you like, oh, you're such a good helper. It's such a good suggestion. <laughs> I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's so preoccupied with not letting Hayek know what was going on. <laughs> that maybe. Still, oh like, no, he's he's a doofus, and he's the most precious. <laughs> he's the most adorable murderer in the land. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's like some mobster one hundred and one shit right there. Yeah, so, seriously. Like, <laughs> like, if you're wondering why Hayek's not letting you become a true partner, this is why. <laughs> and you know what? All like of this, this shit is right here. Fault. Anyways, if he would have yeah. just made Armando partner instead of giving it to his daughter, who had no idea of anything, like that's the, probably the most. That's the, that's the dumbest part. That's the most, the least consistent and dumbest part of this entire show. If I'm being 100 honest, he has spent her entire life keeping her away from his criminal enterprises. Her whole life, he has worked so hard to keep her away from that so then he decides well fuck it (laughs) he'll be fine she'll be fine somehow he raised her to be a moral law-abiding citizen which i don't understand how that fucking happened especially when you have um tarek as the the son who is he's he he's super murdery murdery. like i'm glad they sent him off to fight same i I did not like him i I didn't like the character and the the actor take marco with you (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Please. Take Marco, yeah. take fart face, take them all. <laughs> I just kind of assumed Hayek just treated, you know, his daughter like like a princess and just mm-hmm. that classic like, you know, dad and daddy's girl and then treating his son like hoping that he would be a competent heir to the family mm-hmm. business and everything. And so when that didn't pan out because his son is super murdery and a little shit, like he just walked around <laughs> like a sword, like a fucking two year old. Like, look, I'm a sword. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> like ladies, you want to see something really cool? What is something cool? Look at this. Whoa. <laughs> and he takes it on the pew, pew, pew. <laughs> But the whole point is like this, but this is what it still doesn't make sense because yeah, Tarek didn't work out because he's a fucking moron. Um, Armand is right there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I cannot believe it. he didn't. And he didn't even tell his daughter anything. He's just like, you're in charge. And then she's like, oh, wow, there's two sets of books here. How did this happen? And Armand's like, oh, Armando. It's like, oh, fuck. And then he's like, <laughs> you didn't even tell your daughter what she's getting herself in. And, and like, not only that, but he's putting her in such legal jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Immediately. I mean, with Immediately. no, with no knowledge and with no warning or anything like well, that. that. And also the, the, the wedding presents, like oh. where it's under, under the guise of her wedding present. Like, okay. Um, what you have prepared your daughter for nothing and yet you're basically setting her up to fail i love that she's like those were really hard. big gifts i don't know, I know right? they were so generous and then we're like, all the exact same amount of money dad <laughs> well like I, what what is he thinking like if it's really tribute for you just give her some of it she doesn't yeah. need to know that everyone gave you like twenty five thousand dollars. that is how much my that wedding just, cost <laughs> that is just bad mafia-ing yes 
damn it, Hayek. No wonder you're in prison. <laughs> Getting all of your money siphoned away. And I also forgot to mention how Tony is going to become a criminal fucking mastermind. Like yes, she's yes. by the end of this season, she's like, we're going to have a cleaning business out here and we're going to yes. have a little clinic for undocumented people. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to launder my boyfriend's money. Yep. And his wife is a little mad at me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she that. went from like, I won't be at any part of any of this to like, I'm going to run this shit. There's a new kingpin in town. Yep. <laughs> right. She's like, look, this is, these are the things that I saw. This was what I learned during class and from my sexy professor, you know, so the uh, the clinic down south and everything, which was actually kind of nice with the Dr. Donna lady. She was insane. Mother she Donna. Was, uh, Mother, Mother Donna, Donna was yeah. fucking insane. That was the scariest person of this entire show. But it's like at the same time at that point, you know, before it's kind of revealed the the catch to the surgeries of that she wants Tony to do. I was like. That's like the least worst thing you've been asked to do so far. And we're only halfway through the season. Just do it. It's only three surgeries. Just do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And until you find out, find out that they're doing surgeries on little kids. Yeah. And it's just, I was like, oh, you know what? It sounds fair. Like the, these people are volunteering their organs, mm-hmm. you know, their body, their choice. And we don't shame Molly. Let's do this. <laughs> But yeah, and like, you know, I had told Meg that with Mother Donna, it is that that um, white woman kind of the, the, the white liberal woman thing where it's like, oh, I'm doing so much good. But she's centering herself and she's also kind of doing it in a really skeevy way mm-hmm. where she's doing so much harm. And she's glossing it over with like, oh, it's 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 all it's it's for it so that it's everybody can have a better life. It's a, well, yeah. and they're still undocumented. Like they're still going into yeah. America and still having to deal with being an undocumented person in America. So it's not like <laughs> no, because like, to her, like, this is the price that they're paying to come to a humane place to transition from the border into the the American dream. <laughs> The whole thing it just irritates the shit and yeah but mother donna is fucking insane like yeah. she <laughs> would like feed you coffee with strychnine and then as like right when you're like what the fuck she'll slit your throat and just like <laughs> would you like some eggs <laughs> she would 100 murder you and then make your family cookies <laughs> oh sounds like she belongs on the walking dead yeah, so that's, that's truth. Yeah, that whole like kind of community, it was very just like, oh, this this is nice. This looks, this looks, oh, oh, oh. Because then, you know, she's just like, Tony, it's enough slices. It's like Tony's sitting there like with the little girl and we get the little girl's name and then we kind of see her throughout and you're just like, mm, something not good is going to happen to that child. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like it. So. And the other doctor's like, just do it. Just yeah. like, and how- <laughs> just, just get, what happened? Why is what happened that he is still there? He's just right. like, he's like, oh, you get over it after a couple of them or something. It's just like, and huh? that's more about you than about Tony. Tony, Tony is a stone cold surgeon. She performed surgery on her own fucking oh kid. My God, how yeah. So like. For her to be like noping out of that, I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't listen, need her saying no to know that that's bad. <laughs> I cannot cut my own son's fingernails. My husband has to do it because when he was like 
a week old, his first nail cutting, I was trying to cut his nails and I accidentally cut like a little bit of his skin. And that was it. I was like, I'm never doing this again. You Absolutely not. And I didn't even have to exchange his liver or anything. <laughs> it was not, nothing. Yeah. It was not recommend performing a liver transplant on your own child. No, no. especially because Carla, do. you're not a doctor. Well, but yeah, yeah whatever, bad. you know, like if you want to get technical about it. I mean, from what I, from what I learned on our flag means death, the liver is not even that important. You don't even know what it does. <laughs> it? No. It's clean. No. no, it was the liver. <laughs> it was the liver. That's why it was so no funny. what it does. Because <laughs> the spleen actually. <laughs> but the liver, nobody really knows what it does. So I'm no, fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little preview <laughs> for the our flag means death part. It's like you shift the organ. All the important bits are on the right side. Like, wait, I'm pretty sure your heart. No? Okay, cool. Oh. That's yeah. a different Anatomy spot. lessons with Ed. <laughs> Edward Teach, born on a beach. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's 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 wrap this up. Let's just hit Special Agent Fart Face real quick um, because Ugh. he is amazing. Can we character. actually hit him? Yes, we absolutely yes. can. I do not fucking like this character at all. Um, I'm I was actually really thrilled to see Lisa Wheel uh, Paris from Gilmore yeah. Girls, mm-hmm. and but I don't care about him in Paris at all. <laughs> Their their history, none of it. I don't give a shit because I dislike Agent Fartface so much. That ice bullshit he pulled. Mm. Oh my Inexcusable. god. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. I don't care what they do with this character going forward. He's he's dead to me because of that. Mm. Like you don't you do not mess around with somebody's um you know threat of deportation. But hey, you remember he regrets it. Didn't you hear him say that? He felt sad. he regrets that Tony is mad at him for it. He could not care one way or the other. Also, if Fiona and Gabby had been deported and Tony didn't really have much of an attachment to them outside of, oh, no, they're human beings and I can move on. He would have been like, all right, cool. We're fine. Mm-hmm. He's only upset because it impacted his ability to use her as an informant. Does anybody else think he has a little bit of a thing for Tony? I like a really gross, a little like a really gross power thing because he is gross. And and when Carla, oops, when Carla and I um were talking about this show for our podcast, Bedwetter Behead, (laughs) (laughs) sneak it, sneak that in there. No, we were actually something that we I appreciate about the show and we had talked about was and how interesting it actually is is. Um, Garrett is a character where if this show was from his point of view, it would be just like so many procedural shows that are on TV where the cops color outside the lines and they push the envelope and we're supposed to see them as like, well, they're the good guys and they're going by their own sense of justice and they're not letting the man mess with how like right and wrong because of what they know. And I love that this show is like, no, he's a fucking monster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. He has no redeemable qualities. I don't give a shit that he has a son. I do not care that his son loved his walkie talkies more than a bike. I just, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care about why his wife left him. I don't care well, about I mean, I why. I'm like, we know why. And I don't care about what happened at his job that got him at the, like where he's desperate on, cause he is desperate mm-hmm. and on the precipice of losing everything. I don't give a shit. And when he puts Tony in the trunk of his car, because he can't wait one fucking day. Mm-hmm. 
Like he never. He can't have... convince her to wait one right. day. Exactly, and he's like that made me so mad. Like I understand Tony's like desperation to get back, but girl, you could have waited a fucking day. Yeah, yeah. and and the fact that like he tried to bluff. She called him out. He should have just been like, all right, you called my bluff. We're not fucking doing this. Are you cuckoo pants? Yeah. Because that was so stressful. Yeah. And the thing is, it's all about him. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be to look like the big guy who can who has like all this power. He wanted it's all everything is about him. If um, like the third time that I rewatched it, I really like the the, his interactions with other people really stood out. Mm -hmm. And the way that he everything has to be about him. And um, like, there was this one point where the other agent who works with him, um, she had gotten herself a, a bag of, of these chips and he's like, Oh, um, I love those. And, and, and she's like, Oh, sorry. I got the last one. And he's like, Oh, I'm just going to grab it. And he's like, and she's like, uh, no. And like white men <laughs> about how, Oh man, you're just like, you're, you're a bad guy because you wouldn't, you won't let me have this last bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Well, and then when you look at the ice thing, like first off, he oh, is, yeah. he sets up this fucking ice raid, and it wasn't just Tony and Fee and Gabby. It was a whole shit ton. It was all of these people, and he didn't think for like it didn't even occur to him to see these guys as these people as human beings. They were a means to an end for him. And then when they managed to save Fee, he was like, "Hey, I'm the hero." Right. Like fuck. Fuck yeah, you because to him up and down all has, and all around. But no, in the not way. in the way that I want Armando. <laughs> <laughs> up down and all around. Up down all around. <laughs> Don't come kill me, Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Garrett Fartface is fucking trash. There was when they were when him and Tony were both detained from when he would try to uh, smuggle her across and he said something like oh so I'm just you know oh, you oh the entitled so white, white man yeah the entitled privilege. white privilege you know I grew up I had a hard life blah bitty blah bitty don't give a shit and I'm like my that's dad still... was mean I was like bro that's still I was like you are white and you are a man that is enough white privilege right there it does not yeah. matter what your dad did so I was like, oh, oh my God, so many. He's just, he's that guy. He's that fucking guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I might And be kudos to Oliver Hudson. Hudson. Yeah. Like, like good for if Oliver Hudson. Yeah. I mean, so the, la- <laughs> the last thing I saw Oliver Hudson in, he played like this, a great dad. Like he was in, I think it was like splitting up together or, or something like that with Jenna Fisher. And there was like these parents who got divorced, but lived in the, like he lived in the guest house or whatever. And they were trying to deal with their divorce. And I was like, he was so nice and kind of a doof and, and made some dumb decisions, but he like could get away with it. And this is so different. And I hate Oliver Hudson so much in this role. Like, good job yeah. for making me viscerally hate a character so much. Yeah. And he always looks like he needs to shower. Like yeah, he could step, he could step there. out. He <laughs> could step out of the shower. Like, sir, we under this is well, this is one a dry thing we heat. For okay. sure. We know this. Her, it's the desert. His wife, his wife got custody of the child and of the bathroom. Apparently. Yes. Yeah. Well, he could walk out of the shower and like have just like blown dry in his hair. And I would still I be like, you he, look grimy. Yeah. He puts as much effort into his appearance as he does into being a human being. Mm-hmm. So very little, I think, is very what Carlos little. trying. But to yeah, say. like, like the the whole thing with with him. Oh, it, it's like 
when there's a tweet about human rights abuses or whatever, and then the, he the, downvotes the, it now. That's why he was so excited about the downvote. The inevitable <laughs> cishet white men pop it, and they're like, "Well, I hard, had it hard too. You know, I grew up in poverty and blah blah blah. And you know, like my parents also didn't have money to send me to college, so I took out loans, and then I paid them off the hard way. And so nobody deserves. Okay, whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> but how? However. Uh, have you ever been rejected from a job just because of your name or because you are, you know, of your race? It's Garrett, like it, Garrett, one hundred percent is the guy who is living in his house that his parents willed to him, and doesn't have student loans anymore. Who says that other people should pull themselves up by their bootstraps because he yeah. worked hard for everything that he had? Mm-hmm. He does but not support loan forgiveness, and the, for that alone, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. But the gall of him to, to to try and equate his struggles to Tony's. Yeah, I, I was like, you know, I the, mean, they're the basically the same. They're I mean, basically was, the was, same thing. That was his dad was mean, privileged white guy thing to do. Yeah. And I'm like, you're proving her fucking point when you open your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. He's fart face. Like I'd probably still dislike him if even if he hadn't done the ice thing. But yeah, that's that's a big hole to climb out of, buddy. So mm-hmm. yeah. good fucking and, luck to you. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I I hope that the show does not try to you know, um, what's the, the word when they try to turn redeem? A, a, yeah, thank yeah. you. I hope that there's not a redemption story for him because. Like that would be such a cop out. Yeah, it would really. They be. should just kind of keep do a love as... triangle thing. I, oh, I'm like gross. that's the hardest nope for me. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Armando. I have to stop watching you be hot because I can't. <laughs> I can't. I will live on fan edits alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I will live in the hashtag on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and I saw so they're hashtag couple... Armony. Yes, I was just gonna say so they're they're yeah couple name is Armony. And mm-hmm. I guess I don't hate it, but you guys know I'm not like big time shippers, but I'm like five minutes into this show and I'm like, they need <laughs> to be together. I need them to be together. And I just, or just to see more Armando. So, yes, and I was confused about the Arman because I was like, okay, now is it being pronounced Arman, Armin, because of the way high Army man, Army man. <laughs> And then, and then when Vidalia Onions was like Armando, <laughs> I was like, "See, that sounds so much prettier, especially right? the way she says it." You know, <laughs> they call him Armand because of his sick guns. Uh, <laughs> Armand, he's the arm man. <laughs> he's a new superhero. It's Arm Man. He's like these are the weapons I'm smuggling, Ooh. baby. <laughs> And he's like clothed like most yes. of the season. There's yeah. the one quick shot where he shows that he's not like uh, like has a weapon or a wired or whatever. So he quickly lifts his shirt up and I was like, OK, do it slower. <laughs> <laughs> when you have the pause and you push the fast forward on the pause. So it's the really slow motion. That's a joke for our millennial and Gen X friends, guys, because Gen Z don't know what VCRs are. <laughs> And when we're done recording, I'll tell you a gross story about how that traumatized me in a home video. Oh, <laughs> no. No, I'm scared. It involves my dad and a Speedo. Oh, oh, great. So we know the story now. That's yeah. it. That's, that's the whole story. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. 
So, okay. Um, any specific scenes or episodes from this first season that really stand out that you want to bring up? When yes, they're dan- When they're dancing by the fire. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for sharing. Carla. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Mine, mine is Tony after she completes the, the, the liver transplant and she goes and just completely breaks down. Mm-hmm. Carla and I watched oh this show God. for very different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I like all the horny scenes. Like when she gets really sad and he's like, we're going to figure out what to do. And he hugs and her. He and then she, they just start she's making out. Shirt. And it's just like, yes, it's very hot. But I, I just, I love because it shows just Elodie Young's range mm-hmm. where she's like focused and really determined and whatever. And then she leaves that room and she just becomes a mom again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all of this really crashes in on her and she just, oh, like we get acting. it. We get it. Ooh. Carla, you're smart and insightful and I'm just horny. <laughs> and we're just horny. For I just, I skipped, I skipped my injection this morning. That's an equilibrium <laughs> joke for you guys. <laughs> I can't believe that you just called me a cleric. (laughs) You don't feel anything but empathy. (laughs) (laughs) If you're wondering what we're talking about, listen to our episode, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) So, in case you guys don't know, they have a podcast called Ben. Ben. Available on all major podcasting platforms. <laughs> Just laughed myself into like crying and coughing. <laughs> and what you can't see is me getting very close to the microphone. Yes. <laughs> Every time I do that. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jen? I enjoyed, I actually enjoyed the conversation between uh, Fartface and Tony when they were being detained. Mm Because the the thing that I love about this show is kind of seeing, is getting that perspective of uh, undocumented lives. And kind of that added stress that, you know, we see it in Fee when we find out about Chris. Now he's worried that he's going to have to live his life like hers and and all of these things. And even just the simplest thing of being able to go to the, get a driver's license for him to get his driver's license, to make sure that uh, Luca has the right care. All these things just are just out of reach. And so I appreciated that uh, conversation. And then the scene where they're walking to cross the borders with their um, uh, fake... IDs or fake passports. That was so fucking stressful. Mm -hmm. So tense. And I just, I love tense, stressful, scary, sad moments. (laughs) Because it was all those things. And just kind of like that last half of that season, I'm just like, I can't believe that didn't work. Or I can't believe they got caught. Like, this is the first time I'm ever watching television. (laughs) I I love these two so much. I just need everything to go perfectly for them. So like fart face gets in the way. Vidalia Onions is like all pissy pants <laughs> about things. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> what's Marco's wait, a piece of shit. I'm just what's like, oh. Marco's terrible nickname? That's what I need to know. And also, <sighs> you may not be able to tell from my scene pics that I fear. I, I love angst. I'm not just a horn dog sitting here watching, like, <laughs> hey, I smashed faces. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, I don't know what is wrong. I'm so tired. <laughs> I took my melatonin at 10. I'm just kidding. 
you don't even realize where you're at. You're just like, hey. <laughs> Why just, is there a microphone in front of me right now? I'm just really thirsty. <gasps> oh. So, in so many ways. <laughs> that's um, So those are mine. Um, and then, okay. So what would you guys like to see for season two other than more sexy boning. arms dealing? Boning. <laughs> no. I would like to see more boning. I want to see. I actually want to see Tony kind of really come into her own as like this criminal mastermind, like the not psychopath mother Donna, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not forcing people to sell their organs on the black market to get to America, but like also being like with her murder husband <laughs> and their little family going on more family vacations to Mexico. Like that was also so funny when Armand was like, picks Luca up and he's like, I just here with my family and gets champagne. <laughs> like they're going to have the surgery and he's just like on a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> so cute. Weekend family. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I want to see Tony really kind of come into her own. I really want to see her and Hayek. Um, more because they they're obviously working at cross purposes right now but i would really actually like to see them be really kind of head to head against each other because she has stood up to him more than i think any other character on the show has for sure and like not stealthily even right right <laughs> our mom's just like i'm gonna sell guns and she's like fuck <laughs> you i'm not gonna <laughs> he's such a himbo i want i just i love him um and i want to see first of all i want to see luca being able to just you know get out of the bubble and you know maybe go to school and be unkidnapped by marco would also be nice mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's that I, I i want to see i mean like I, I feel like there would be inevitable conflict with marco then deciding to stay and fight for for luca and then end up maybe outing Tony and Fee in some way or another. Um, but ideally I would just like for him to, you know, for him and, and fart face to, um, you know, take a spaceship into the sun. Like, I, I don't think that's asking too much. And I just, I, I really, as much as she gets on my nerves, I really enjoy seeing Zeldania. I think she's, fascinating i think she's just i i just I, I would love for them to do more with her than have her be a jealous wife yeah because i think that she has much many more layers to her than what we've seen so far absolutely she and align herself with hayek and then they'll yeah. go against tony and armando <laughs> which is yeah like I, I would love to see that yeah yeah hayek kind of like you kind of got he fancies uh Zelda Zelda Zeldonia and <laughs> so I feel like it's only a matter of time before she <laughs> switches teams yeah. and team Yeah. I would also like to see cuz I'm thinking Garrett Garrett is probably not going to be at the FBI for too much longer. I feel like what's going to happen was, with That was going to be my next thing, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Paris Geller was a lot scarier of a a lot scarier and a lot more um, relatable, I guess, as 
a an adversary i think garrett is too messy but i want to yeah. see him like lose his job but still be like i'm gonna get it back by breaking all these laws <laughs> like I, I would like for him to to Fully come not into have, his oh, for him to not have the the weight of of his badge to support his crap you know for him to just branch out as, as a bad guy with no official title mm-hmm. um just for the sake of revenge but then yeah absolutely i would love to see russo be the one to be like, well, now I have to take care of this on my own, you know, and because I think she's much more interesting than than Garrett is. And like, no disrespect to Oliver Hudson, but I really I I, I would just be as happy with him gone altogether because I just don't think that he's necessary mm-hmm. for the show to continue. Like, I am like, we're, we're good. And of course, Tony and Armand, like, you know, boning like everybody <laughs> wants. I like how you just kind of conceded to that. You're like, yeah, fine, I want to see it too. <laughs> yeah, I guess if they want a bone, I guess I want to like get on the way. All right, fine. I guess I'll watch it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for season two. I'm, yeah, because of course, you know, the last episode, the family comes home and they're all like, oh, can't wait for Luca to come to one of the high school basketball games. And that's when I was like, shit's way too happy. And what do you mean, can't wait for Luca to where the fuck is Luca? And then I got really sad because I was like, and then I was like, that makes the introduction, the intro of the episode all tie in because we saw when Tony left with Luca and leaving Marco to come to the United States. So for a while, I was like kind of halfway through the episode. I was like, all right, what was the purpose of that? Is she going to take off and leave again? What's going to happen? So I was like, ah, they flipped it. Marco's the one that took off and left that son of a bitch. Oh God, that guy! He was. Look at that narrative symmetry. At first, I was like, I thought Marco was gonna be all right, and then he actually shows up, and I was like, Wow, you are a giant fucking disappointment. I oh, liked yeah. that so much, though. I liked how when we st- well, when I we liked first how it made it, it so much easier to to still get in line I for felt the adultery. So much, like, yeah. Yes, I yeah. felt so much less convicted. Conflicted. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, I think like Tony that. did also. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, mm, yeah. Go, go, Armony. <laughs> All right. So before we go on to the final segment, any f- any stray bubbles, anything pressing that you need to get out that you haven't had a chance to yet? I'm gonna I wait for we, Carla to start, and then I'm no, gonna I'm jump good. in. I talked so much. I think I'm good. <laughs> I was saying I was gonna wait for you to start, and then I would just hop in there. <laughs> <laughs> we well, can jump into my saying that I, I I'm good. I mean, I did. <laughs> true she did <laughs> although technically we started at the same time <laughs> like besties do <laughs> all right meg did you have any stray bubbles um i don't know if you guys knew this but i found armando to be quite attractive what yeah and and i don't know he was okay that's so surprising and- Oh. He, he just because he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy <laughs> has been my favorite thing to <laughs> I, I I don't also don't know I also think him and Tony make a very cute couple I don't know if I really kind of Ditto. 
Samesies. I would go to his gun show. Fuck yeah. <laughs> touch, touch those arms. Touch those arms. <laughs> I, I, I need to feel the merchandise, sir. We definitely yes. don't call him Armand. No. <laughs> <laughs> Armand. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> All right. Well, so we're going to start wrapping up this horny little bubble. Um I, I loved seeing Lou Diamond Phillips, and I also loved um, Tony haggling the black market. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that woman so much. Rock hard balls. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. So now we're going to move on to the, uh, one of, uh, the newest segment for my streaming bubble. It's super random, but uh, I'm kind of random. Um, oh, my God. I'm like so random. So we're going to play... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go ahead and play the six degrees of Nicolas Cage. And that's where we'll take the cleaning lady. We can also, we can wait to do our flag uh, means death at the end of that discussion, but we'll at least do the cleaning lady. So that's where we get to a Nick Cage movie uh, from the show within six steps or less, because why the fuck not? all right so who would like to go first i'll go okay i thought of this 100 percent by myself and i didn't use anything (laughs) at all to help me i super duper believe that i can get there in two steps (gasps) oh all right (laughs) what again i did it all by myself nothing helped me (laughs) um oliver hudson was in Grown Ups 2 with Maria Bello, who is in World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage. Very good. All by myself. All I by yourself. And I definitely no saw both of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally all by yourself. I totally definitely all of not, not using oracleofbacon.org. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't even know was a thing until today. It's amazing. You should put my name in there with uh, Christian Bale, and it would be zero. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's unfortunate. I had not heard about this no. single time before in my life. Because I was in a movie there. I'm zero degrees from That's Christian exactly Bale and Jen Owens. <laughs> Jen said it was unfortunate. I don't, I don't I know what was unfortunate yeah, about it. I misunderstood. It. Um, <laughs> okay. I was explaining to Jen, Carla. Yeah. Oh, my apologies, Meg. <laughs> anyway, mine yes, is Adam Canto, who plays Armando to Nicolas Cage. <clears throat> Here I go. Armando. So Adam oh. Canto was in X-Men Days of Future Past. And... Um, and I forgot, and, and, uh, with Evan Peters, who was in the movie Kick Butt with Nicolas Cage. Nice. That's right. I forgot. Completely unassisted. Very good. In my defense, my R flag means death was unassisted. 
It was. That was, a, that was a little, that was, yeah, a little easier. But okay, so for the cleaning lady, I went with uh, Elodie Young. She was Electra in the Daredevil uh, Netflix Marvel series that also had John Berthnall, because he plays uh, Frank Castle, the Punisher, who was in The Walking Dead, played Shane. With Carrie Payton, he plays Ezekiel in The Walking Dead, um, who also happens to voice the character Cyborg in the Teen Titans and Teen Titan Go series. And one of the movies they did was Teen Titans Go to the Movies, where Nick Cage voiced Superman. Oh! Teen Titans Go is a fun show. I love that show so fucking much. It's so fun. I'm so glad. I get so excited when my kids like shows that don't suck. Yes. <laughs> and Phineas and Ferb and Teen Titan go. I'm like, oh. and um, the Ladybug one. I can't think of it. Miraculous. I'm like, yeah, let's watch these. Uh, two out of three on that one for me. But <laughs> well, you have two boys. I don't think Miraculous is. Well, they've they've watched it and it it's it's fine. They've watched way worse shit. But I don't know. There was still something that was kind of. Annoyed me about that one. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and we're just going to gush about Our Flag Means Death because I just really haven't had a proper opportunity to do that. Um, we'll kind of, we will theorize and guess on what we hope to see uh, in season two, even though it hasn't yet been renewed as of the date of this recording. And say, so I'm just hoping to see season two. Yeah, same as So, All right, we'll be back with our flag means death. So we're just going to talk about Our Flag Means Death. It's on HBO. It's the gay pirate show. So catch up, everybody. Uh, and it stars uh, Taika Watiti. Is it Reese Darby? Mm-hmm. Reese? Okay. That's what I thought. And then I saw something on Twitter. And I was, then I questioned everything um what do you think it was someone i don't know i i thought it was reese and then someone had pointed out that other folks were pronouncing it like rice and i was like why would they do that yeah so they're some, wrong and sometimes <laughs> when i once i hear like the wrong pronunciation of something that'll be the last thing that sticks for whatever reason same like zelda like zelda is <laughs> yeah. and- a rare way to pronounce nadia yeah, it's 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 foreign, you guys. You wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> no, that happened to me with True Blood and uh, Lafayette. A friend accidentally said La Follette, which is a high school in Madison. And so after that, it I was I talked shit about my school. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You went there. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Laugh a lot. <laughs> so... But yes, so Our Flag Means Death is a wonderful show. I, I I saw it on HBO when I was getting ready to watch something else one night, and I saw some of the actors and recognized some faces, and I was like, oh, I'll have to check that out. I didn't watch the trailer or anything. Then I see some tweets. Um, I think, Carla, you were tweeting about it, and then, Meg, you had tweeted about it, and then I... <laughs> One of your tweets was like, I was told this was going to be a good time. And I was like, wait a minute. It's not going to be a good time. (laughs) And I got really scared. I was like, I don't know if I can watch something that's not a good. I thought this was going to be a good time. So I watched it. And it is for the most part. But that ending, I was like, yeah, no, this, this, I was, I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. 
I think I nobody this, was prepared for that. I saw this amazing TikTok where it's like Ed and Steed had just kissed and they're like, okay, they're happy. And then they look to the rest of the time in the episode and then there's a whole other episode like they're happy. Okay, so what is this? Yeah. What is this? They're happy now. Let's just leave. Exactly. We don't need all that other fuckery. <laughs> Although that was some amazing, like heartbreaking... Oh. And and Steed and Mary, once they like realize this is not gonna work and let's stop trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love how she's like, I fucking flourished after you died. Oh, yes. Can you please die? Like <laughs> she's trying to step. I love I love <laughs> she's like a gun would wake the kids. Yeah. Like that's smart. She's like, I really was going to kill you. I and I, I I love her um her widow look <laughs> with the little like jacket and the kind of tie type thing loosely hanging her I don't it's know it's only like two hundred years before that was actually <laughs> I also love that they don't give a shit about historical accuracy no, they're like fuck no. it we don't care and I mean Olawande was wearing Crocs <laughs> that's right. in one episode so you know I feel like like any sense of historical preservation. They're like, you know what? That's just too hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're just like, 1717 was not a leap year. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> fucking who gives a shit? Edward Teach and Steve Edward Bonnet Teach were like 30. <laughs> Edward Teach, bone on a beach, <laughs> were like 30 when they died, mm-hmm. which was one year, which is in 1718. I Well, Steve Bonnet definitely died in 1718. I think Blackbeard did also. But it's yeah, like, Izzy was 16. Izzy hands, yeah. <laughs> hands is 16 years old. And they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Who gives a shit? But I love that Dave Jenkins was just like, you know, it's just as historically accurate that these two were fucking as it is that they weren't, because who knows? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like, well, and the, the disregard whole, like, is what's so great. Well, and the whole like superstition and lore about like, you know, no females on boats. It's like that was just an excuse for you boys to go out and have fun. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> I'm sorry you had to lie like that. It's my weekend us. with it's my weekend with the boys. <laughs> okay. We're gonna go out and plunder, honey. I'll be back on Monday. Saturdays for the boys. <laughs> wink wink (laughs) but oh i love the show i burned straight through it in like two days easily and then and then i told my husband i was like hey let's just watch this pirate show you know it's got that guy you like from uh flight of the concords and then he's like oh yeah that's hodor and and then taika he's starting to kind of get more familiar with you know how he's not a big like no celebrity names and Mm -hmm. faces and and put them together correctly so he's like oh yeah yeah and uh but yeah he he enjoyed it but not as like to the same level as you know everybody else as it should be enjoyed i just i just think it's so funny when i see twitter everyone is just like i'm just trying to come to the terms terms of the fact that i'm thirsting over marshall for i know 
like I know. I I don't. I like I have no advice to give you or anything like that. Except I was like, and I and I tweeted back, and I was like, I'm just trying to be like, you know, Anton and what we do in the shadows was pretty fucking hot. So <laughs> I'm just trying to temper it with the not the werewolf, not swearwolf. I right. he somehow it's like well, already Steve on it. <laughs> somebody else had tweeted. Something like, you know, I, I came for the game, the gay pirates, but I did not expect to be thirsting after middle-aged New Zealanders. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Same. Yeah. I think that's, we're all, everyone's in that same boat. <laughs> well, like another one was like, New Zealanders are, are having a hard time. Like, please stop thirsting over restart me. <laughs> restart me. It's like all of New Zealand is seeing their dad's dick. <laughs> And I love when he tweets like the most like I don't know almost I put in an egg I put in a garbage disposal <gasps> today. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tyka is over. Tyka's over here destroying Instagram with his dad's on tour. Like I go on Instagram for one thing and one thing only, and that is to watch Tyka Waititi's story. <laughs> Of him cursing at his kids who are so done with this shit. <laughs> his daughter is just like, fuck off. She's like eight and she's like, you're the worst. Stop recording. <laughs> Why do you think people want to watch this? Because we're obsessed. Sorry, kid. Sorry. Like any excuse to talk about Taika TT. Yeah. I and I liked him with the big salt and and pepper beard. I liked it when he yes. shaved. I I mean, Steed wasn't the only one that was like, oh. <laughs> like, I know that's Tyka's face. I know that's what he looks like. But I'm like, no, no. I want the beard back. With all that hair, you need to have yes. the beard from here to here. It's the balance. I was totally fine with him shaving his beard off. That like, I'm sorry when he like became the kraken and did the grease paint. Like he's clearly going through some stuff. Oh. I was like, <laughs> yes, please. Oh my god, oh. who knew angst could look so fucking hot? His post breakup <laughs> goth look. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and it's so funny how you know in in so many shows and movies, because so many shows and movies are heterocentric. How when and it's usually, I like, think, like, because the, the man becomes more schlubby and the, the woman mm-hmm. becomes either adorably messy or she really, like, tightens up and whatever. But this was, like, but this way, he just became a total wreck. Total wreck. Where he is just wearing Steed's robe. He, he wears, like, his comfy robe and he's like, oh! writing the saddest song so sad yes <laughs> these and he's reporting like for and they're everybody's been being like so supportive and everything oh. and then he's like and then oh, and then izzy has to come in and mess everything up and be like oh but you're you're ruthless and i can't believe that you're no longer a ruthless killer and um and and, and it's like yeah i guess i'll go back to that because you know, I have no reason not to. Mm-hmm. And that made me so sad. Made damn, me so, damn Izzy in his hands. <laughs> a hard 16. His man. hands and, and his nine toes. <laughs> his nine toes. I do love that. That's so first thing when he goes back to the Kraken is to make fucking Izzy eat a toe. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Just oh, for a laugh. So oh, he's like, make sure you chew. Like, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, God, the swollen whole Izzy. <laughs> oh, the, the chewing is what really kind of what mm. got me so much. But I just know I love it so much. And when they with the French assholes and I'm sorry, Nick Kroll and Kristen Schaal. Oh, God, oh, that was yes. so funny. We're so <laughs> he works on his massive funny. aggression. <laughs> <laughs> he might work on my massive and like the hard eyes he has when steed's watching the ship like burn and he's all like oh yes and and it's just like i just gotta like how do i hide my boner (laughs) that's my favorite episode yeah well no and this is the first time i think anyone has ever defended ed's honor Mm -hmm. and it was just so sweet but then yeah you have nick crawl and kristen shawl who are siblings and he's like why is our love forbidden sister and brother is disgusting (laughs) but of course this is the episode that gives us the moonlight scene yes yes which is and yeah i know that there was an actual kiss but like this was the most romantic bit where find things well kill me yes i know like swoon and then they're walking away from it from each other then they turn back and look at each other and like i i swore that Ed was gonna kiss Steed right there and then like that, he, that he step forward. Yes. That step forward before oh. he bent. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was and it's it's kiss it's like who thought the pirates would be so sweet? I know. Right? You know what I mean? Like these two human beings in real life were fucking monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Like I like this I, version better. Yes. yes. <laughs> but they, David Jenkins has even said that like part of the reason why they're not concerned with it being like historically accurate is because these were not good people. Mm-hmm. So screw historical historical accuracy because whatever they're murderers and rapists and all kinds of other stuff. Um, so yeah, let's just have a good time with the, with the concept of <laughs> these New Zealanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's have a good time with, yeah. And okay. I think it's so funny that, you know, everybody gets to use pretty much their own accent, mm-hmm. I think, except for like, you know, with um, Kroll and um, and Shaw when they're doing the French accents, which are fantastic. But Steed Bonnet, who was born in Barbados, he has a New Zealand accent <laughs> and nobody's questioning it because why should they? Who cares? Yeah. Well, and Blackbeard was born in... Blackbeard, I think himself was born kind of wealthy in the Americas. I don't know. It's been a, it's been a while since I did a lot of deep dive on Blackbeard. I haven't been. <laughs> this is the most obsessed with pirates I've been in like ten years <laughs> <laughs> since Black Sails came out. No, <laughs> but I also I just want Alu one day. Can we mm. just talk about Alu and yes. Frenchie and their their pyramid scheme? Yes, oh, yes. that was so oh, best. How amazing that was! Oh my god! And then and then they used all the money. Here's what I absolutely love: they used all the money to free the enslaved people on the ship and 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 get them taken care of. And then mm-hmm. the, the enslaved people are or formerly are on the boat and they're like what are we gonna do now and he's like i think we should pretend to be a nigerian prince <laughs> and i was like yes you go and you do that mm-hmm. you do. Oh. much luck to you I may you be blessed or- i love a good origin story <laughs> <laughs> well in french he's just like i'm i'm his um 
viceroy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what's a viceroy? He's like, whatever the fuck he wants. And they just, I I love that so much. I love Frenchie mm-hmm. and I love all the one day so much. And together they were like, just, they were a good team. They were such a good team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because you don't really get a lot about Frenchie in the show in general, but, mm-hmm. and I think this is like the, the episode that highlighted him the most and you see like how fun he is and how spontaneous and quick and witty. Yeah. You know, like he's so quick on his feet. And I just, I really love that. I really enjoy it. in their fucking spoons. I love, <laughs> I love Frenchie. I love when he goes to try and cut off Lucius's finger and Lucius wakes up and runs away and he's like, what? Come back. <laughs> or when, when, um, <laughs> Chauncey, when the English finally get on the ship or whatever, they hold out a flag. He's like, do you recognize this flag? And he's like, yeah, it's fucking badass. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I have no English. My favorite Frenchie moment, though, is when they find the journal. And, oh, and, and it's like, oh, this is just fan fiction that I wrote. Yes. And it's like, I would love some feedback. <laughs> I think it's like you're a fan of your captain, and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I just love that but, fanfic existence. <laughs> or when he, when Lucius is missing, and Steed's like telling him what to write, and he's just drawing these little pictures. <laughs> but he was committed. He drew. <laughs> I liked. I also like uh, Frenchie's hurt face when steed said that the orange cake barely tasted orangey <laughs> that was roach yes <laughs> roach was yeah, so sorry. offended <laughs> she's like oh, he was so hurt and i love also that they put out sorry they put out a yeah roach is the one who tried to cut off his yes yes that's sorry. but he i love that they put out a recipe yes. for roach's orange 40 orange with all the snark in it i know I and i'm going to attempt it. it oh really <gasps> i will i want views let me come over pictures. let me let me come over and eat it <laughs> i was gonna say i thought you were gonna ask to come over and help and i was gonna be like we're, we're using actual measurements <laughs> No, I don't. I don't bake. I, I can't. I can't bake. Um, but I will. I will eat it. I'll help with that part. <laughs> so I just wanted to because I was looking up his name, Samba Shoot, mm-hmm. who plays Roach, um, tweeted the pictures of the cake that he baked and then the recipe. And I just love. I love how the cast and particularly him mm-hmm. have gotten so into. Uh, interacting with the fans yeah yeah like and it's so far it seems to be like a pretty healthy interaction because like with with fandom you never know there's some really like out there fans i'm really enjoying what we have so far and that it hasn't gotten to a point where it's just like really icky Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well and then and vico's out and they're doing like ren fairs and kind of like popping up here and there it seems like yeah and like they they dressed up as Izzy hands. I don't rem- I don't remember what that was for. I'm just seeing it all like the pictures on on the tweeters and everything. And so I love that. Yeah, they're just they're that they are. They're just going out, they're interacting with the fans, they're being supportive of the fans, um, who, you know, obviously are being positive and supportive of the show and of the characters. 
uh, people are sharing deep personal stories of, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe coming out or just feeling seen through this show. And I think that's awesome because then, you know, everyone from David, from, um, sorry, uh, Jenkins to Izzy Hands, everyone's like tweeting and retweeting. And so I love just this constant circle of support mm -hmm. and positivity between the fans and this show because, you're right, it hasn't gotten to an icky, toxic level. I hope it never does because there's always extremes in life, you know, everything. So yeah. I want this to stay in that nice, happy <laughs> medium of I mean, we all I've, love each I've other. seen some stuff, but I won't share it. Um, but I do oh, love God. that Con O'Neill accidentally retweeted some Izzy Hands tentacle mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, porn I saw all of that. fan art that was... He deleted it. I think once he realized it, he's like, okay, that's a little too far. <laughs> but then For everyone me. reminding him that the internet never forgets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's like, the picture's still <laughs> out there of him retweeting it. Um, no, I just love how much fun the cast and everyone involved in the show is having, like, clearly had with filming the show. I love how much um, improv there was which isn't surprising because um especially um Restarby and Taika Waititi are kind of known for riffing and improvising with each other because they've worked together for mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. and years yeah. and the the fire scene when Blackbeard's talking about his restaurant and whether or not, <laughs> oh yes. my God, or not Steed that. would be yes, would get I in because Thursday's that. kind of busy <laughs> <laughs> Thursday's a busy night. He could probably get him in on a Monday if he wasn't being a dick. <laughs> and that whole thing was improvised. And it's just so, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, because you're seeing, you're seeing like this friendship, but they're, they're acting out a romance mm -hmm. and it's so seamless. And the thing is like, part of the reason that it works so beautifully is that they're not self-conscious about it. Like they're not, oh, okay the reason that this romance works and the reason that it doesn't feel weird or forced is because unlike so many actors who are um, portraying a, a non-hetero couple, they are very open and safe with each other mm -hmm. and in the production. So it doesn't feel like... I, I don't know. It just feels very natural. Mm -hmm. Well, and I like, think so it, much. It feels very believable. I think so much of that too can be attributed to how diverse the writer's room is. Yeah. Um, compared to so many other shows that is basically just a bunch of cis hat white people being like, oh, this is. And this like, sounds gay to me. Yeah. <laughs> we can't possibly understand how you could see this as, as romantic because we don't think like, no, you're terrible. Right. But the the writers room is so diverse and the cast is just very much a and this is such a horrible improv thing but they're very much yes and they very <laughs> much are like we're there we're gonna go for it i love that fang and ivan wind up being like just as precious mm -hmm, yeah. as everybody else on yeah. the ship and they are happy to talk it through as a crew <laughs> I love that. When someone's emotionally <laughs> devastated by a raid, what do we do? We talk it through. 
as a crew. crew. <laughs> and Fang, I need to see more Fang. Yes, Fang, I love Fang. I just, I just want to. He's so sweet, and I just want to cuddle. Him. And is he so mean to him? Yeah. Um, and I've been, in, I've been seeing so many theories about Izzy, Izzy, and like, and all this, like. He's so homophobic. And it's like, well, is he homophobic? Like, does he just, he, I don't think he hates gays. I think he hates these particular people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he I happens hate- to be gay. He hates Steve Bonnet more than anything in the yeah. fucking world. Well, the thing is, he hates softness. He, he hates mm-hmm. people who aren't, you know, um, down to kill immediately. And Season he sees two. this crew who is pampered as hell. Yeah. He Season two is Izzy and Therapy. So pampered <laughs> and has like a rec room and reading material and they get read to every night. They get paid weekly, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> They're on payroll. <laughs> I honestly, and, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Steve Bonnet actually did pay his crew. Like, I think oh, that might be... Really? Oh, that's act. so funny. Like, he didn't pay the people he enslaved on his land, no. but his yeah. crew he paid. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it has more to do with, like, his disdain for these fake pirates mm-hmm. than anything else. And I, I, I think that when he... <laughs> that whole daddy thing that he does yes. at, at Lucia's... That and, apparently was like, so much he, longer than than is oh, this that was also that was also I'm, improvised and apparently yeah. Khan O'Neill did that for like three minutes straight <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like more than anything I want to see the cut yes. scenes and the bloopers from this show because I think it would just be so we need all the behind the scenes. We need all the fucking bloopers. I, yeah, I saw the some stuff on on twi- Twitter the other day about the number of fans that found it hilarious versus the number of fans that found it like cringy and awkward, and that they'll actually like skip that scene. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys, it can be both. It can be right. hilarious and awkward and cringy because that's what it was for me. I laughed so Same. hard, but I was just like. Because <laughs> it's, it's so gross, and like me personally, I was watching that, and I was like, "Oh, the second time out of the five or five and a half now that I've rewatched it, um, I I wanted to skip by that moment where he's like, oh daddy,' daddy. because the way that he says it, it is daddy. just so like, oh. uh. <laughs> and it's so random in the scene too. Like, yes. I just felt I I I feel that. Izzy Hands is he he doesn't have a problem with gay people, gay pirates, but he does have a problem with just these people. He doesn't even consider them pirates, you know. He's like, yeah. now you'll see pirates, real pirates in the real world. Barely the people. Like, um, <laughs> like honestly. We're real life pirates in the real world. <laughs> right. Black Pete. Yeah. Blackbeard's right hand man. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy just he loves Blackbeard and he doesn't like this crew, yeah, because they're soft and hates Steed because Steed has now turned Blackbird into Ed. And he doesn't he wants to maintain Izzy wants to maintain that image of Blackbeard just being a fuck just being the Kraken and being a badass because that's his kink. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think and I and I and I think it was the I and I'm I'm pretty sure I can't remember if it was Con O'Neill or David Jenkins or who that we talked about. Like Izzy is like Blackbeard's wife, and Blackbeard is being seduced away by this young hot Steve Bonnet, which is just the funniest <laughs> sentence to come out of my mouth. And, <laughs> and then I also love the scene where you know Steed runs Black 
uh, Blackbeard through, runs Ed through, but not any of the important bits yeah. because all of the important <laughs> bits are on the left side or on the right <laughs> side. And he's I trying to pull that. it out and like Blackbeard's like moaning like, <laughs> gently, gently. And then you see Ed Izzy who's not seeing what's happening. <laughs> he's just like, it's like he's listening to his parents have sex yeah. and he's just like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't feel for Izzy, but I can, I can understand why he wouldn't be happy. Oh, I don't feel about, bad for him at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying that you do, but I'm just saying that I, I don't feel like sorry for him or anything because he's still like a really bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's still a jerk, but I also <laughs> yeah. love that. I love when Ivan and are like, so is the plan to kill Steed off because he seems very cozy. Right. He's like, no, it's still on. And they're like, are you sure? He's telling ghost stories. I've never <laughs> seen him so open. I don't know. And they want to mutiny. <laughs> He reads him stories and he does the voices. Can you do the voice? Can you do the little puppet boy voice? <laughs> well, and the theory, the theory for that is so sad. Well, first off, Pinocchio had not been written by this point. <laughs> of course. I think it was written like, I want to say at least 50 years later was Pinocchio was written. But the sad thing is, is like, of course, his library is full of children's books because he originally wanted to go on the high seas with his family. Mm. And so he stacked the library books for his kids. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just trying to have a good time with gay pirates. <laughs> Please stop giving me all of these feelings. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, that whole conversation, too, with the fireplace on a ship made of wood. Yes! a bunch of tiny bits. You're a fucking lunatic, and I love it. <laughs> Two chandeliers. That's just overkill. The secret closet. And he's like, it's fucking mental. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he like no. Ed is like smitten with steed before they even met mm-hmm. yeah i think i think when Just steed the, the told concept. him to go fuck himself basically through mm-hmm. izzy of course steed having no idea who he was talking to <laughs> because steed is clueless mm-hmm. but yeah absolutely like he blackbeard was not used to having people tell him you know go to hell and he even said, you know, like, I don't even have to get off the ship anymore. People just see the flag and they're like, oh, no, it's Blackbeard. Give him all our stuff. And this guy presented like an actual challenge to him. And his thought wasn't like, let's kill him. His thought, his thought was like, interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he wants to know more about him. He um, he plays nurse to him when he's convalescing after being stabbed by the Spanish. And like the whole time he's, you know, he's listening to, to Steed in his fever dreams about his family and, you know, like his approaching death and everything. And he's like, Oh, who's Mary? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Who is that? He's like, a little jealous. <laughs> also another fun fact, Frankfurters were not a thing in 1770. Right. They did not actually exist. <laughs> I love that Meg's here with all the uh, historical <laughs> corrections. And that the only actually... true thing in this show is that Steed and Edward were in love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also love that like Steed had the crew make their own flag and he would yes. raise oh the best one and he raises all of them. Yes. Like I, a proud dad. Yes. I yeah, there is not there's nothing all about this. Sh- and they're all perfect. Yeah. 
There's nothing about this show that I don't absolutely adore and love, except for the fact that HBO has yet to renew it for season two. Yes. Come on, HBO. That's the most frustrating thing. But like literally everything. I love how Steve feels so guilty about murdering people. And he's just kind of, and all is just like, you're just kind of around when they're, when they're And both the brother, both Chauncey and Nigel die to the eye in their opposite eyes, which I think is amazing. Oh, and that's so both, funny. They both die from clumsiness. That's 100. Like, well, Nigel really shouldn't have. He should know better with the sword. <laughs> yeah. And don't turn your back on a pirate. Come on, Nigel. <laughs> well, and that actor, he is in... Um, He's Rory Kinnear. Rory Kinnear is in the um, first episode of season one of Black Mirror, which is unlike most of the other episodes of the series. But he, spoiler, fucks a pig. And so he is always the pig fucker. The pig fucker. The pig yeah. fucker. I haven't even seen it's, that show and I remember the pig fucker. Yeah. Oh, Carl's God. It's like that fa- joke. So- <laughs> yeah, because there's a joke like, um, uh, you know, I, I help uh stop the the flood and blah 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 but did they call me the flood stopper no <laughs> i uh i helped uh build this building but did they call me the building builder no <laughs> but you screw one goat yep that's i'm sorry rory i yeah you're, just, you're, the, you're the pig fucker prime minister guy from black mary you did a really good job <laughs> Yeah. You were very believable. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I I've only ever watched that episode once because I don't need to watch it more than once, and I'll watch every other fucked up episode of that series numerous times. But I will not watch that episode yeah it's well i can't blame me. you it sounds awful it sounds i mean a lot of awful shit happens in the various episodes but that's just the icky i, I can live with some of the other fucked up shit that happens in black mirror but pig fucking is yeah. where i draw the line i was gonna you say have to like... have standards <laughs> awesome. okay we haven't talked about buttons and carl and livy <gasps> I, I love the relationship between the I three think, of them. Like my my third favorite romance on the show is Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a romance, but Buttons and Carl's relationship. That's a bromance. Mm-hmm. Is the bromance of oh, poor Libby. And I also love that they gave her like Buttons clearly knows what they're saying. Yep. So you must be Buttons. They're <laughs> <laughs> all about you. Carl didn't come home last <laughs> Because a fucking Ooh. Calico Jack, which Will Arnett. Oh, I love, I love Will Arnett. I, love I hate Arnett. Calico Jack. He's probably the only yes. character that I actively like just despise and don't feel any empathy for at all. Yeah. Well, but the thing is with Will Arnett is that every time that he shows up somewhere, it's it's a character that I can't stand, but I love Will Arnett playing them, you know? Yeah. Like with um on 30 Rock when he was whatever he was in 30 rock and will and Arnett he, playing and an and asshole jack, yeah and he and jack did that low voice off or oh, that's yeah. what um liz lemon said are we having a, a low voice off like you know like it, because it's, it sounds the same like, like i'm sorry rah, you're rah, not rah. dean and castillo <laughs> <laughs> that's not a lot yeah. no but buttons buttons and his summer teeth yeah <laughs> And he's 
got like he's he's getting too old to fight, so he's decided the solution is to put in these like fangs and rip people's throats out, and then he causes Lucius to lose a finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't, can't take my finger if there isn't a finger to take. Just cuts them off. I don't blame the Dutch for running away after that. If I'm totally honest. Between the smell and just like the psychoticness of seeing someone cut off their own finger oh my God. with scissors. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I have That's another so fun buttons. fact though. All of the crew, all the actors had to improvise their their characters' backstory. I heard, I heard that for what? their for their auditions, and I'm yep, like, that's that amazing. is so cool. I heard and that. we, John, making his mom's dresses. Yes. <laughs> and now you're a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but we haven't really talked much about Jim. Jim, gotta save the best Jim, for last. Yeah. <laughs> Jim is one of my absolute favorite characters on this show because Jim for somebody who doesn't have much dialogue in the first like half of the season we get so much about them and about how you know their childhood and what drove them into the life that they currently lead and the fact that they were able to get somebody as like as wonderful as Oluwande on, on on their side that is just absolute luck on, on on their part because I don't think that that they would have gotten to do all of the things that they did or even maybe be able to survive as long as that. Even though they are the most skilled person, so they're on, definitely the most capable any person boat. on that yes. ship. <laughs> like other, other than than Blackbeard himself. Yeah. I mean, even are, then, even then, even then, I don't know. Blackbeard yeah. does. Blackbeard hasn't had to do much work. Yeah, right. In a while, he's outsourced. He's, he's so poor. <laughs> Technically, the fire killed those people. The he fire killed those people. Yeah, <laughs> but but Jim is so skilled. But even those skills wouldn't have ke- have kept them safe if it weren't for for Aluande being, you know, kind of kind of constantly running interference on their behalf with everybody else and being so charming. That Jim just just gets to do Jim things. Jim's well, all very one day. into politics. <laughs> no, not at least. He's, you know, um, they're just gonna stab you in your face, and all one is gonna be like, but they meant that respectfully, right? <laughs> well, and I l- also love, I love how, and I mean, I'm gonna talk about all one day for a minute because I just I absolutely adore him, and I just want I just want to cuddle all one day all the time. Like I, I just want to hug him and like be best friends with him but i also love how the difference you see when he's with jim and when he's not with them like he's very like reasonable and capable and everything and then he gets around jim and it's very clear he is a man with a huge crush mm-hmm. and jim is fairly oblivious to all of this happening and I just, I love their relationship. And I love also for Jim that when they are like, when it, it's like, no, I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm non-binary. And it kind of comes out that way. Everyone's just like, but are you a mermaid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the big concern. It's like, are you a mermaid though? I don't care about the rest. Are you, or are you not a mermaid? Well, and they're like, it's bad luck to have a woman on the ship. And Jim's like, A, I've been here for weeks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. But then I like, then I can't remember who it was. The Swede, I think, is like, well, we did get caught by the Spanish. Yeah. 
other than that. <laughs> and they're like, just call me Jim. Nothing has changed. Yeah, other than the fact Jim. that I can speak. I have a different nose and no beard. <laughs> <laughs> like all of this. And then when they go and they go to St. Augustine and they have to see Nana and all of one day is just like, so fucking psyched. <laughs> yes. All of one day is like, hey, Nana. Nana. And he's like running down the stairs like, wait for me, Nana. <laughs> and, and Nana's talking to Jim in Spanish and Jim's like, one day no Spanish. Yep. And Nana's like, is he your husband? <laughs> I like him. He's nice. You know, all these things. And <laughs> oh, and at night, one of the things I do love about the show is, is how not an issue it was that mm-hmm. Jim's non-binary. Mm-hmm. Like people accept the they them pronouns. Nana, and I like how realistic they really showed. Nana was like, okay, Jim, come on, come have some lunch. Yep. And they and she uses the they them pronouns and still I feel like is relatable to for a lot of people that she would slip up and call Jim Bonifacio. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's and I feel like that's so relatable for just having met slip ups and having older relatives who are like, I don't understand what's going on, but I love <laughs> you and support you. Yeah. And Nana's sure mostly mad. John. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Nana's mostly disappointed that Jim only killed one. Like, right. Like, I that's have a trained problem. you. I I've trained <laughs> you your whole life to get revenge, and you just killed one. And Jim's like, "I got the fucking important one. I don't know what you want me to tell exactly. you." <laughs> get all siete gallos. <laughs> and she kills Fred Armour. And also, we haven't talked about Leslie Jones, Spanish oh, Jackie. Spanish Jackie. Are you Spanish? No. Why they call you Spanish Jackie? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just love that. <laughs> I like- like, when, I don't know, she, nor do I give a shit. But she asked Jim, how old do you think I am? And they're like, 50? And she's like, 25. <laughs> <laughs> Which point so well to Izzy being supposedly six feet. <laughs> Look, they're really young. It's just that, you know, the harsh life at sea has aged them. Well, and that's what Leslie, that's what Spanish Jackie said. She was revenge agents. <laughs> Oh my god. I love this so I, I just I love this show so much. I love everything about it. It's mm-hmm. so yeah, and Calico Jack. I also love how Calico Jack um how we as the audience learn through Calico Jack that Blackbeard, at least on the high seas, which is a little gross when Calico Jack's like, there's nothing to be ashamed of me and Blackie. Uh. <laughs> we what did he say? Oh, I had a roll in the hay or something like that. Um, but it was a good way to let the audience know, because I think when you see, especially when I saw reactions kind of live of people watching this show and, and and not letting themselves believe that Bonnet and Ed was something that could happen, like being so afraid of being baited and having mm-hmm. all of these tropes not be for romance. I did like this moment with Calico Jack being like, well, Ed's not straight. <laughs> So just let you like just kind of let the audience and Steed know. And Steed, I think, has no fucking idea what he's thinking or feeling until no. Mary's like, hey, you're in love. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because like that was so he, cute. It was so wasn't it? That was so I, I I love and he was like so soft as they're talking. And he's like, you know, how do you know that you're in love? And she's saying all of these things and, that and he's thinking about Ed. Yeah, he's thinking about Ed and all the things that they've done and been through. And and then when Mary says, what's her name? And he says, Ed, 
His name his is name Ed. Is Ed. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, my little heart. I can't just... wait for Mary to learn that Ed is actually fucking Blackbeard. Black yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly wait. considering Steed's obsession with pirates. She'd be like, that, that tracks. Yeah. That tracks. That makes sense. <laughs> she won't be that surprised. <laughs> no. But still, you know. Tell like, us, kid, so here's your new stepdad, Blackbeard. <laughs> Can you imagine Blackbeard around those kids? I think he would. Oh, I think he would have so much fun. This, he would, like, no, he's so precious. Like, he would be awkward yeah. at first, but then he would be so into it. And Alma, I can see just like glomming onto him right away. Because mm-hmm. Alma I, is is no nonsense. And I love how and she gave herself an Irish accent when she was a pirate, and she calls Steed <laughs> Boyo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, oh, he has good we, kids. And we still yeah. haven't really talked so much about Lucius. Like, we, I, honestly, we could spend so long Lucius. talking about all of them. I love Lucius. I love Lucius yeah. and Black Pete's relationship. Yes. I love Black Pete when he whittled him that finger that looks yeah, like that so cute. He's like, I don't know. It sucks. I'm sorry. It's stupid. You don't have to wear it. Like, <laughs> aren't you just fucking precious? Yeah, oh, my God. And then when they're like the daddy scene before, I'm like, Izzy's trying to get Lucius to go and he's like, hey, this was this was really fun. And he's like, this was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and we John is just like, yeah, we heard you guys having fun. <laughs> and Lucius is like, you know, we, we like, like an audience. Yeah. <laughs> and this whole thing is like, well, I actually think I'm just okay, but I've decided to carry myself like I'm Look cute. And I'm like, you know what? That's that. my new motto. Yep. I love <laughs> that confidence. Yes. I'm gonna carry myself like I'm cute. But I really like, right? But I really like that that Lucius he he's um, good at observing. Mm -hmm. You know, like he Mm -hmm. he (laughs) clearly knows that there's going to be a mutiny. He's on board with the mutiny, (laughs) and (laughs) yes, but he's still Steed's right hand, um, like everything because. Steve doesn't know how to do anything, so he really relies on Lucius to kind of, you know, be a pirate, pirate translator for him, as well as his scribe. And but then he can't when, do voices. That's the real... But he can't do voices. That is not his bummer. forte. That's what yeah. saved Steve Bonnet's life, is that Lucius can't do voices. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> but he's he's also the one who, who starts picking up on, on Steed and Ed. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. be- even before the moment at the bonfire, he, he kind of like, I feel like he kind of ships them. But when it's happening, like right in front of his face, he's like, oh, I love it. That. That's when he's like, this is happening. Like, oh, my God, it's yes. happening. But not in a way where he's like surprised that it's happening, but he's surprised that it's happening in his face. Yeah. Like he's witnessing. That's, that was my feeling. Yeah. Yeah. He's 100 percent. I think the audience stand in like, I think yeah. we're, we're meant to see so much of this through. Lucius's eyes, mm-hmm. which is when it's like, yeah, the oh my god, it's happening. And when he calls at a dick and he's like, You can stab me in the yes. face now. That's just like I, <laughs> I love he is like the number him. one shipper. Yeah. And he is the one this is what got him pushed off the boat, mm-hmm. pushed off the ship, honestly, yeah. is because he knows all of the shit. And when Steed's upset about Blackbeard and Calico Jack being on the island and he's sitting there with a telescope yeah. all night long, <laughs> like just angrily watching. I'm not whatever they're over there <laughs> they're not on my mind they're the furthest thing from my mind that's why i need to tell 
so do we think this is like just an issue or is this a rupture? And he's like, I'm great at breakups and literally drops a box off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, his feet. And he's like, this is just all of it. And, and Ed's like, oh, he, doesn't have, lavender soap. he doesn't have the lavender soap. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what a fucking is care package. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I love Calico Jack trying to whip fish for breakfast. Yes. <laughs> what an idiot. I did it's so love, useless. I did love the little behind the scenes that um, the stand-in, the whip mm-hmm. uh, professional that Will Arnett's stand-in gave us about that scene where Tycho was like, whip me improvised. <laughs> and how that was all improvised. And I just think that's really fucking impressive for someone who is proficient with a whip in kind of that mm. split second, calculate, okay, angle, yeah. you know, force, whatever, all the things, wrist action with whipping whips to do it and make it look good and not actually hit Taika in the nuts. <laughs> well, my, my favorite thing about that is like, oh, he, like he hit whips him in the nuts and then Ed falls down and he goes, what the fuck, Jack? Steve's <laughs> <laughs> face is like, I can't believe I'm in love with this piece of shit. <laughs> this fucking utter so idiot. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, what the fuck, Jack? Like, he literally asked, <laughs> "What do you want?" And you're wearing leather. Okay, he's wearing leather on the high on seas. Yep, it's the most. Who are you to judge Steen's library and fireplace <laughs> and, and, like, and his closet? Yeah, yeah, when you're wearing leather and a crop top <laughs> and in the ocean, one sleeve, one <laughs> leather sleeve, right? Leather is totally sleeveless, which. I don't know. It works on him. So I, oh, really I also does. love that he's wearing basically an H&M t-shirt. Yes, like that purple that shirt. H&M t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that's what they had around. So that's what are you wearing? He just, he just comes in in those little crop tops. <laughs> and his but, little belly poking out. I'm like, oh, I love you so much. But it completely makes sense that, that he, you know, he casts so many of the pirates of Steed's pirates on a deserted island, he keeps Jim and Frenchie, mm-hmm. and he pushes Lucius over. I believe Lucius is alive. Don't oh, tell yeah. me otherwise. Oh yeah, yeah. TV rules. One hundred percent. We didn't see a yeah, body. Exactly. Yep. Uh, but it completely makes sense that he gets rid of Lucius because Lucius is like his emotional tie to Steed. Everybody else, yeah, he they're tied to Steed in one way or another. And okay, they can go to an island. Maybe they die. Maybe they don't. But either way, who cares? He's but not he doing needs- it. Exactly. But he needs to make sure that Lucius is gone because he reminds him not just of Steed, but of his feelings for Steed. And I thought it was very interesting that he also split up all of the couples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. Because to him, it's like, I can't be happy. None of you can be happy. I'm going to get my grease paint and get yep. myself my black beard again. He, I'm sorry. And I'm he looks so fucking hot. He looks yes. so hot when he is like, looks up at the flag. Yes. And how fucking extra. He's like, I'm going to keep you alive and on my crew so you can sew probably the worst looking sew like, yeah. job. <laughs> like, you couldn't do that for yourself. Like, you couldn't sew that. It doesn't look great. But he's, it is so extra. But he looks like when he paints, it's like, yes, please. I don't know what the fuck is going on with yeah. your face. But don't yes, care. Please. It's hot. And one it's of my favorite. Face. Yes, he's got face. One of my favorite bits of fan art is because we don't really see the inside of Steed's boat. 
when he sees them on the island is the the fan art is like is a comic and Steve looks down and there's Lucius yes. soaking wet laying in the boat like are you fucking kidding me I saw that too and I was like yes that's exactly what happened exactly what happened and where are they that they can like just roll around in I the ocean it. and find people care. it's amazing it's amazing it's the magical. show is so perfect There's that was one so of my favorite perfect. things about it my is that it's such a tiny yeah, it's like it's such a tiny body of water apparently that they're pirating around in. It's like they're it's like they're in a kiddie pool playing. They're with literally in my 18-foot yeah. round pool in my backyard. Yes. And they're like, oh, I'm gonna go to this island now, which is like five minutes away from this other island. And we're gonna be able to invite each other to each other's ships and go to parties on each other's ships because we're like you know, the like show, 12 seconds of rowing away from each other. The okay. show just ends with like panning out and they wind up being action figures and it's just two kids <laughs> playing in a pool. <laughs> I can see that. And the kids are Taika and David Jenkins. Oh, ah! yeah, I wouldn't hate that. I'm just David saying. Jenkins doesn't get near enough credit. I, I, and I think it's the same with what we do, like the TV show, what we do in the shadows because Taika Waititi is attached to it and, and he has such a, such a specific brand of humor that it's like if Tyga's even remotely attached to it, he gets the credit for all of it, which I mean, I don't care. I just don't like to talk about Tyga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even care. Yeah. Let's I, talk about Tyga more. <laughs> well, so he was in free guy. I don't know if you guys, either of you. Yes. Anton. Yes. Yeah. Antoine. Yeah. Antoine. Antoine. And I wasn't expecting a whole hell of, I was like, oh, that's going to be a fun, you know, it's Ryan Reynolds. It'll be fun. It'll be silly, whatever. And then, you know, then Taika's there and I was like, okay, cool. And then the line that fucking killed me was when he's like, Albuquerque boiled turkey. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? I laughed for like five minutes straight and I was like, I don't. Well, I mean, I know why that was so funny, but it was funnier. <laughs> it was, I just wasn't expecting that. And it rhymed. And I don't know a lot of other things that rhyme with Albuquerque. <laughs> and the boiled turkey is just so gross. Yes. <laughs> oh my well, God, and I think part of, I think part of why he gets a lot of credit is because of that very specific thing. And so much of that is improvised. So like, there's a lot beyond just the writer's room. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a really driving force of that. Like he, it wasn't even just him and Reese Darby who, like I said, they've been on a lot of projects together and they've been friends for many, many years, but there's just something, I don't know. There's something about Taika Waititi and, and the way he words things and phrases things and just the energy that he always seems to bring to any project that he's a part of. And like, you look at fucking look at Thor, look at Ragnarok. That's probably, that's, my Ragnarok favorite. is right up there. It's, it, it's either my first or second favorite in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's it's so good. It's, it's so good. much funnier than all of the other ones. Yes. It is, but it also, I think, has more heart. And I think yeah. it's more complex than most of the of the other Marvel, Marvel movies. And it's largely because Taika Waititi has such a, a way of presenting things mm-hmm. where you get a very complicated story but told in a way that is very accessible Mm -hmm. and very funny so sometimes you don't even realize 
how much heart there is. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you think of like with Thor Ragnarok, the first like scene when he's just in the circle, like hanging and spinning around while he's trying to talk. And that feels like, okay, that's what made me think, yeah, this is absolutely kind of a, a... Taika project because mm-hmm. that just felt so on brand and I think mm-hmm. our flag means that has the same thing there's so many funny bits in it and there's so much comedy and so much to like love and every time I watch it and I've watched it a totally normal amount of times um <laughs> you find something new in there but the heart of it the pain of it and the vulnerability of it really sneaks up on you because mm-hmm. you see how funny he is when he's like hello everybody my name is Blackbeard and he's like there's no sir it's just Blackbeard and he's like it's really offended if people say Blackbeard wrong yeah not Blackbeard it's a what is that phrase Blackbeard words together that conjunctivitis nope that's not right (laughs) nope that's pink eye (laughs) (laughs) that's poop eye (laughs) but yeah he's like yeah it's just one word Blackbeard not black black beard and then but you go from that to him in the blanket fort and he's just like heartbroken and also again so fucking extra he didn't even occur to him that something may have happened to steed he's like well fuck he wasn't just ate me and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's that's the part that like really got to me about him and you know because we we talked on the show we've talked on um on our show and on sort of brilliant about our flag means death. We will go anywhere. Hi, say, are you listening? Any- Do you have a podcast? Do you want to talk Does more anybody about our flag means death? Talk we will about go on your show. <laughs> we will just go on your show. You don't need to be there. We will no. just take over. It's fine. I can't. I can't wait for like sudden. eight times. No, yeah. I can't wait for sudden but inevitable to invite us to talk about. It. I think they're doing death note right now, and we just go on there and talk about our flag means death. You know, this like, reminds hey, me of our flag means in, death. Death is in both of them. They're right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But I just, oh God, I forgot what I was going to say. What were we mm. talking about just before You're I started? going to hijack that? other people's podcasts to talk about. Before that, oh, before the um, hijacking. Well, we were talking about uh, just Ed's vulnerability and also, oh, oh no, yes. No, the whole thing where he doesn't look and you got so mad because you're like, no wonder that he has yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So we That's were talking about it on, on, on sort of brilliant. And I wanted this whole rant about how, because it's so true, it's like, Okay, I'm waiting for Steed. I've arranged for him to be brought to me, and there's no escort. There's no Steed. Um, okay, well, the sun is about to rise. Why is there no no Steed? Is it because he maybe has been taken by the person who is hunting him down? No, that can't be it. Um, could it be that maybe he got stung by bees and went into anaphylactic shock and maybe died on his way over? That can't possibly be it. Um, did he get turned around in this dark, <laughs> dark jungle I went to area my girl. place? <laughs> no, no clue where, where he is. Oh, I know what it must be. He doesn't love me. It goes, he goes straight into that mentality. He, he the has man no literally just said, the man's well being. <laughs> yes, like Steed just like kissed him back and said, yes. You make Steed happy. Yes, I will run away with you. I am so excited to do this. Let's do this. Such a and precious kiss scene, too. Yes. And the man doesn't show up and he doesn't go looking for him. Not because, and the thing is, like, it makes total sense to me um, in a way because, like, I, I, I can be both mad at it. Shut your face. Um, <laughs> um, I can be mad at it, but I can still understand why he would do this. It is because some people just don't believe that they deserve good things. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't believe that he deserves to be loved. So anything good that happens to him, the minute that it goes south, he doesn't think, well, it didn't work out because of reasons. He's like, I just didn't deserve this nice thing to happen to me. Exactly. 
Also, oh, you yeah. sent me that meme that that cracked me up about how it's like things are going to plan and then it doesn't and he loses his mind. It was like the the party with the French people and everyone loves yeah. him and things are going to plan. And the and second, then as soon as it started making it fun turns, of him, he's just like, I'm going to burn the fucking yep. shit down. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he doesn't try to turn it back around on them. He doesn't try. He doesn't even he try his massive out. aggression. Yes, he goes. Massive aggression, and I also love that. <laughs> Steve was right. You guys are a bunch of fickle fucks. <laughs> 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 and I do love that Frenchie was there to save the day through steed basically because of course the servants know everything everything mm-hmm. servants know love everything. That. But I do love that. God, they're such dicks about spoon. <laughs> 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 and it could never possibly be anything that Ed had done. They wouldn't no, believe no. that there's anything Ed had done, which is, is honestly makes sense because he's talking about eating people and they're like eating and it it's up. Like lapping it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what they think he's hilarious until <laughs> Yeah, they think he's hilarious until he tries to use the escargot prongs. Yeah. <laughs> he can't God, skin he can't pork. skin all of them. With the snail, <laughs> yeah, yeah, holy cool. shit, yeah, yeah. Thanks to uh, deep water, anything snail related. I know. It's, it's <laughs> fucking, so when the snail fork came up, I'm just staring at my TV like, are you serious? <laughs> Damn snails! Damn them! Now they're everywhere. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> I was way too nice oh about God. that movie. Thank you for coming on. You all were. Like, I, I, I was listening. Nice. I was listening and I was like, why is nobody railing against the piece, this piece of crap? And I was like, Aaron, can I come on, please? <laughs> no, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I will be overly nice about this show, though, because it deserves it. It deserves all the love. And I know we could probably go on and on and on even more. So I did listen to... I think maybe your guys' first episode for um, Our Flag and loved We've it. We've only done one so far. I thought you did two. No, we did one. Two we did two of lady. The Cleaning Lady. Right. Yeah. Sorry. My brain not working. <laughs> but yeah, so I listened to that one. I haven't listened to you guys on um, Sab yet because I was like, well, I want to get them on my show first and then I'll listen. Because I always worry that if I listen to other people's pods about shows that I'm getting ready to record, then I don't have original thought and opinions anymore. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times, Mm -hmm. like, there's agreement. So then I'm just like, yeah, totally that. They said it better. Now it's mine. (laughs) I'm going to take it. So avoid that. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I think, the one thing that's tough for Carla and I, especially, like, with this show. Because we're like, please, let us come and talk to you about this show. I feel like we... Like for me, I'm like, God, I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over again. But I'm like, you know what? Not everyone listens to all the same ones. But if you don't, you really should. Like, this I mean, is honestly, a great little network of shows. Yes. Really is. We're all very awesome. <laughs> just again, we're going to go on Sudden But Inevitable and just talk about our flag death. <laughs> Jess is going to like, what's your favorite scene of Death Note? I'm like, I really, really love the fire scene <laughs> where... They're talking about how Ed's going to open a restaurant because he could, because he would be amazing at it. Cause of course he would like, there's no doubt in his mind that his restaurant would be a hit. Yeah. And I also love that in this world, there are Yelp reviews. I know. <laughs> like, that, was, that would be a thing. 
And then, and then Steve being and so gift shop, by the and, way. Being, and being like, he's just like, oh, well, you have a nice meal. Why don't you go out the gift shop out the bed? Yeah. And it's, it's like, well, what would they say? I'm like, oh no, I just wanted a nice meal. And that's worried that now they're angry. And then Steve's like, wait, I got a backtrack. I don't want him to be upset. He's like, no, there's this guy on the other side of the restaurant. He's like, I love gifts. <laughs> and it's like, who's that guy? And Steve's like, that's me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you seductress. And the way that Ed goes, oh, <laughs> oh God. And that's when, yeah, Lucius is just watching all of this. Yeah. Like, these two fucking idiots. Oh, my God. Just kiss already. Oh. <laughs> good, good on Lucius. I loved that. He was so good to actually stand up to to Blackbeard in that moment and be like, that weird little man likes you. And he's doing all of this for you. So quit being a dick. And yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, and I oh. love that. I love that Ed immediately took it to heart. And then yeah. he was like, you know what? We're going to go on our little treasure hunt. And he went from being so embarrassed to even being seen on it to like really encouraging. And I love that they go to Jim's tree. <laughs> and Blackbeard like hops over to Jim. He's like, we're just going to let him dig for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hop it's just and jim's like what the fuck are you doing in my family because they don't know what the fuck is going on they're doing their own shit they're just they're sitting there telling they're sitting there talking finally giving ola one day all the deep knowledge that ola one day has been asking for like their favorite color which again teal was not a recognized color in 1717 I don't know if you guys know this, but I found a thread about all the historical inaccuracies about this show, and I what went it, like voraciously and laughed. Meg, I'm shocked. That is, this one's so out of character for yeah, you. I'm blown away. Definitely not passing this on as trivia that I learned myself. <laughs> Stuff that you picked out that, that I just found by have, yourself that I found exactly, and then you researched. Like, of course. On your Google machine. On your Google machine. <laughs> same way I same way I did my six degrees of Nicholas Cage. <laughs> or the cleaning lady. <laughs> this one I did by myself though. So there. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to six degrees of Nicholas Cage because I still have to edit this. So. <laughs> and we still have our episode to record. <laughs> yes. So I'll probably have to scarf down some pizza real quick and then I'll be good to go. But okay, so we're going to wrap this up. This has been a nice long episode. Two shows, a two for two for one. Um, so we're going to go Our Flag Means Death, Six Degrees of Nicolas Cage. Carla, would you like to go first? No, because okay. I just realized that I made a mistake. Meg, go okay. first, please. <laughs> Again, I did this all by myself. I feel like it's really important. Okay, so Taika Waititi was in both the Deadpool and Korg React short film and also Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, who is in Crude's A New Age with Nicolas Cage. Very good. Boom! I love the Crude's movies, by the way. I think oh, really same. Cute. I think they're same. really cute. Um, so I went with um, Sanson Keo, who plays Oluwande. He also was in Death to 2021. He was also in Death to 2020. Uh, mockumentaries by Charlie Booker. Brooker doesn't matter. It does matter. I'm sorry. Um, he, <laughs> his character is a uh, Pyrex Flask, and he played like a scientist specialist. Um, Death to 2021 had Tracy Ullman in it. She played kind of a right wing uh, uh, news Fox News type person. 
But she was in Robin Hood, Men in Tights as Latrine with Dave Chappelle, who played a chew, um, who was in Con Air with Nicolas Cage. Nice. I should have been like, I'm going to go with Reese Darby, who was in What We Do in the Shadows with Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika Waititi is actually kind of like a, a, a good um, link because uh, I've or, used oh. Taika before and Eric, uh, one of my other tolerables, has used Taika as a link to get to. Well, with him, you get into Star Wars and you get into mm-hmm. Marvel. And yeah. then with that, it's just like, oh, God. Jesus, I mean, fucking Law and Order. It's like some of these were on, some of these actors were on, you know, a Law and Order. It's like at mm-hmm. this point, who the fuck hasn't been on a Law and Order? So <laughs> if you can get to a Law and Order, you can get fucking anywhere. So, oh, Meg has not been on a Law and Order. I'm not. Well, Meg <laughs> was on uh, Public Enemies with <laughs> Christian Bale and Johnny Depp and Billy Crudup. There Cardo. you go. Anyway, it's so <laughs> now that I've done it right. Okay, so I'm going to go with Leslie Jones because I love Leslie Jones. And I think that I was so excited to see her on the show. Anyway, whatever. Okay, so Leslie Jones was in Coming to America, the sequel, which you should never see if you enjoyed the first movie because the sequel sucks. Major, Coming major hairy balls. It's awful. America. Yes, it, it's crap. Don't ever watch it. Okay. Um, with Tracy Morgan, who was on G4s with, that's right, Nicholas Cage. Oh, very good. Very nice. I went for the easiest one possible. That was a good one. <laughs> I mean, again, I just want to talk about Taika Waititi. Like, that's maybe, it. Maybe we'll do a Taika <laughs> episode and we'll just talk about all the things Taika has contributed to. Excuse me. I don't. I mean, I guess we could if you wanted. To I don't think that. there's enough time in the so. world. <laughs> I mean. Uh, That'll be a multi-part. That'll get me through a whole month. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap it up. This is now the 14th knee slap whelp Midwest goodbye. So <laughs> we're uh, at the car now. <laughs> <laughs> Got him out to the car. Yes, that's progress. Uh, so before we, uh, before we go, would you ladies like to plug your show again one more time? Why, yes. Thank you, Jen. Meg and I co-host Bed, Wet, or Behead, which is a podcast that you can find in any podcast streaming service. We are a delightful show with two drunk besties talking talking about a trio of characters that we then bed, wet, or behead. You can find us on Twitter at Bed, Wet, Behead Pod, on Instagram at bed.wet.behead.pod. You can find us on other blue social media. Just look for Bed, Wet, or Behead Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Carla Temis. That's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S. I like that we've just dropped the pretense that we're doing character analysis. It's like, no, we just get drunk and play fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> um, what character analysis? That's why I say that we do character analysis. With, with a, a twist. twist. <laughs> and the twist is like the lime or the lemon in our drink. Hey. Hey. <laughs> brought it around <laughs> and meg do you want them to find you on the social medias or nah yeah you can find me on the social medias i suppose <laughs> i i'm on the twitter mostly at wisconsin act which is w-i-s-c-o-n-s-e-n-n-a-c-h i forgot how to spell for a second there <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of letters but it felt like it, like the same three it's all Carla's fault. <laughs> she gave me the name and I'm not creative enough. 
and too lazy to change it. You're welcome. Thanks for letting us finally plug our podcast because we yes, didn't get a chance to talk I about know. it. I through don't this. People have any idea like who you ladies are or anything. So you're very welcome. Letting us be on and just talking your face off. Oh. Face off, a movie. Oh, love that movie. With Nicolas Cage. With Nicolas Cage. Travolta. <laughs> and their faces are all. And, and Peaches. <laughs> Peaches. Nicholas Cage could eat a peach for hours. I don't know if you knew that. Hours. Hours. That's so fucking weird. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so vindicated in all these years of my Nicholas Cage love with especially now that um, the unbearable weight of massive talent is out and it has held a pretty solid, like even though Rotten Tomatoes can kind of go fuck itself, like (laughs) even when it holds like a perfect, when a movie holds a perfect score, I think that does kind of say something. Um, I'm very, I haven't seen it yet. I, but I already love the movie and I already love Pedro and Nicholas together. And I already want more movies with them in it. friends or whatever i don't give a shit so i'm very excited and i'm very happy for nicholas cage and yeah i might just come back as a nick cage podcast <laughs> there's a couple other out there i've seen them they're doing great i'm like i can You're do that have a nick cage project. we're gonna have a tiger ytd <laughs> podcast if i have anything to say about it <laughs> it's gonna be bed wed obihead <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times I take away TD podcast. Where all the characters are take away TD, but we don't behead any of them. Bit of win. Bit win, bit again. Bad, bad, or bad. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun, and thank you for I love having both us. of these shows. And I can't wait for season two for both of them because it will happen. For our flag means death. God damn it! Yes, pretty, pretty bold of HBO out there tweeting shit about our flag means death without they're, they are in the middle of a merger right now, which is what I'm holding oh, on to. Oh, that's right, because like, they're merging mother, father. Discovery Plus, which I'm yeah pretty excited for because that's where Timmy watches all those god-awful gold shows. Pretty soon it's just going to be one company with all of the media. Almost like cable or something. (laughs) At this point I was talking to, I was talking to my husband. like, should we just wind it? Should we just get cable again at this point? Because we have so many subscriptions. I'm like, no, because I'll still buy Netflix and I'm still going to buy Hulu and I'm still going to like fucking original content. (laughs) A pirate again. Yeah. In true our flag means death. Spirit. <laughs> Gonna get my Napster up and running. <laughs> Gonna get some lime wire up in here. Oh, lime wire. Get 300 viruses for a 30 second clip. <laughs> that isn't even the right one because it was mistitled. <laughs> or, or 10 seconds in is just static. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Kids today, it'll take man. Six, they don't know. Six hours to download it. Oh my god. All the fucking hours. Like you start it in the morning and you hope by the time you get home from work, nothing has errored out and it's all there. Oh my god. That the never time- happens. Because I had to sit there in front of the computer and like babysit it because it, it would act weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would just sit there and like tap it every now and then. And yeah, okay. Um 
Yes. And then uh, you can't do anything on your computer. It's like while it's like, that's like, coming like going student, on. It's like student loan forgiveness. I don't want this to happen to anybody else just because <laughs> it happened to me. Exactly. <laughs> right. There's other challenges in life that'll toughen yeah. these kids up. <laughs> <laughs> the environment. <laughs> Late stage capitalism. That's enough. Anyway, anyway. have student loan forgiveness. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening, Bubblies, and keep streaming. Bye. Bye. (laughs) If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at MyStreamingBubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at buymeacoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase My Streaming Bubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming. <laughs>